It's Sunday night. It's 9pm, well, two minutes past nine. <laughs> that can mean only one thing. It's time... For another show! With Gary and Daryl. It's not another show. It's, it's not? It's not? No, what is it? It's a pop culture climate. Wow. Wait, hang on a second. Are you telling me that there's no top of the flops this week? No, unfortunately, there's no top of the flop this week. It's just all PCC. Just all PCC? Wow, well, that must mean then that we have got a bevy, a wealth of news to go through. And reviews, yes, and reviews. News and reviews to go through. Yes, wow. And some jokes. And some jokes. Jo- no, now, now you're pulling my leg. the radar. You only hear when you re listen to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, with that in mind, before we do go into this, this wealth of news that we've got, okay. you know, there's something I've been missing about this show. What's that? Asking you. How you been, Daryl? Um, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't let me down. No, exactly. <laughs> I think I think if we actually go through the history of the show where I ask you how you are, I don't think historically you ever give me more than one word answer. Other than oh yeah, I'm alright. Yeah, yeah, I'm alright, yeah. Well actually, no, normally normally you would say, I'm alright. Actually, Gary. <laughs> actually, actually it's good. Well, as you know, I have been very sleep deprived this week. Oh, I have okay. two kids, two and under, and unfortunately, both of them are ill at the moment. They've got a cold, uh, which is unfortunate. And that means that even though they're both two and under, and they don't sleep that much anyway, yeah. they're sleeping even less. And with my great partner working full-time hours, that means I've got to be up with them. And I've probably survived this week on an average of two hours sleep. Night. Oh, it has been. So you been just hard. basically asked me how I was because yeah. you wanted to moan about how much sleep you've not had. Yes, I see. I see what you're doing. <laughs> is this your first show with me? That's all I ever do is I say stuff to tee up what I want to talk about. <laughs> you're you're Damn. here just to cover some dead airspace. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Like, really, I could probably do a, get a soundboard <laughs> and have the same effect coming out. Of Oi! It. <laughs> Actually, there'd be less sass on the soundboard. <laughs> We're talking. Of soundboards. This is going to be one of my terrible, <laughs> terrible links. What about soundboard? Do you know what it was? It's because during the week you said to me, you know, Gary, you've got the worst links in the world. And I thought, that's rich coming from you. <laughs> and then and then I happened to be editing the show, um, the Top of the Flops, uh, mm-hmm. second part to Fourth World, um, which unfortunately is slightly delayed because uh, of my situation at the moment. And as I was going through it, I was like, he's right, you know. And actually, I think he's being a bit kind. <laughs> I, think, I think I might possibly do the worst links ever on radio. Um, and talking of the worst things ever on radio. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go with our quick hit news <laughs> items for this week. So the worst thing on the radio if a virus, yeah. a respiratory virus, a bit like the flu called COVID-19, if that could go through the radio waves. Yeah then this would be the worst thing on the radio. <laughs> I don't know. I think we'd still be the worst thing. <laughs> That'd be the second. But talking of, we are actually going to have to do a COVID-19. So for those that aren't aware, coronavirus is the name of a type of virus. There are multiple different strains, yes, strands. Like coronavirus. Yes, like flu. There are multiple different yeah. types mm-hmm. of flu. The one that, that is affecting us at the moment is COVID-19. Yes. So we've called this little bit the COVID-19 special. Oh, 
I say we, you. <laughs> I mean, I, I swear, people, I did read the, read the news items beforehand this week. But talking of COVID-19, it's fear... Uh, of the spread of the coronavirus spreads faster than the virus itself. <laughs> I clearly wrote this. <laughs> I clearly wrote I'm like, it. I'm, like, I'm not saying that bit. <laughs> we can try to get you from bed around that exactly, bit. Yeah. The entertainment industry has decided to buckle down its hatches with mass cancellations or postponements, <laughs> not and postponements, of various events and movie releases. Well, let's tell us. Well, give us give us an example so, of one of those. One of the big example is James Bond, mm. No Time to Die. Yeah. Uh, it's been postponed. It's, we're supposed to be coming out in April. Mm. It's now coming out in November. Yeah, I think it's November the 20th well, uh, Why the November? Why so far back? Well, I think they're probably looking at it um, and thinking that once we pass the summer months where people are out more... They're, yeah, but I mean, November? What, what's, what's come out in November? What, the, what major film releases come out in November? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I know January's historically oh, a dumb the, month. Yeah, fours, I think, have come out on the... Oh, on November. in November. Well, they did well. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know if the last one did, but... I think something uh, like James Bond, it doesn't really matter too much the month that it comes out. I just don't... Maybe June or July. Maybe that's the only space they can find. We also, I think if we drill into it a little bit further, what we would find is why have they cancelled it what, or, or delayed it, should we say? Mm -hmm. Now, we did actually get a little bit of what you call ITK in the know insider information for our first news hit there. That's right. Pop culture climate is going and getting real scoops for you. Oh. On Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was I, I was talking to a few people in the groups and I happened to mention that a rumour was starting to circulate that the film had received very poor responses in test screenings. Oh, right, okay. And that they were actually using this as an excuse to reshoot some scenes yeah. and mm -hmm. to re-edit it. Well, the in-the-know that I spoke to works for Universal and works within the screaming, screaming? Yeah. <laughs> the screening, depends what film it is, I yeah. suppose, mm -hmm. the screening department, and said there is a complete locked film yeah. that's mm -hmm. already been submitted minus the VFX. Yeah. And I did have to point out to him that he hasn't actually denied that it tested poorly yeah. uh, with audiences, only that there is a completed But copy. also, as we were saying... Yep. Spare... <laughs> well, I don't know. I can't finish your point. I was going to say the film before it. Uh, Spectre. Spectre. Yes. I was going to say Spatula. It <laughs> <laughs> probably Bond. would have been more entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> that got bad reviews, and they yeah. just stopped that from. They didn't do any reshoots on that. They or didn't have something like coronavirus. And again, this is where I'm getting to. So why you asked the question? Why November? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know the innate answer to this, but I suspect it's something to do with the trends in the Chinese cinema market. Okay. Because let's face it, Bond or most films I suspect that will get cancelled are those that are looking for big international yeah. mm -hmm. box office takes. The, in, the the domestic box office for Bond isn't going to be huge. I mean, what's a successful UK film? 30, 40 million domestic? Um, I think uh, Skyfall is the most successful uh, film, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I think so, yeah, I think so. I, or maybe, it might be Endgame now if it was Skyfall, and I think it was like 15 million or something, 50 million. Exactly, which is obviously not going to touch the budget. So what they are banking on is that international market and a big market for the Bond franchise is China. Right, okay. And if they can't get the majority of that market yeah, no, out to... Everyone's suffering. Exactly, exactly. So I suspect that's why it's been delayed till November, although we haven't been able to confirm that it wasn't down 
to poor test audience responses. Right, okay, so this is supposed to be the quick hits. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> so let's move on to the next story. Yes. It's yours, Gal. Oh, it is mine, isn't it? Um, so we've got another production delay because obviously this is the COVID-19 special. And this time it's the latest instalment of Tom Cruise's Missing Impossible franchise. Yep. Well, I nearly, nearly didn't say that. Miss, Missing Impossible. <laughs> um, it's been shut down. It was due to start filming on the 26th of February in Venice, but it's been delayed for three weeks. News just in. Ooh. Trolls 2 being pushed forward to, to take up James Bond's... Uh... Trolls, Trolls 2? Are you trolling me? No, no, I just got that <laughs> through, the, through the wire. Through the wire? Yeah. Wow. Uh, someone, uh, uh, silent co-host, yep. co-host. Guest my, co-host, my, yeah. yeah. my brother Ryan, tapped me on the shoulder and showed me a text, because obviously he can't speak. No, no, he's, he's, he has no ability to speak. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, he said, and he said, Trolls 2 is now going to be in place of James Bond. Because they are the same audience. People who love yes. James Bond love Trolls too. Very, very true. Trolls 2 and is a world tour as well. So they're doing like a James Bond where they're going all around the world. Ah, well, that makes perfect sense yeah. then, doesn't it? In fact, actually, it's probably a good move because if they were already going to release Trolls 2 in that, that would have killed the James Bond market. Exactly, yeah. Nobody would have gone to go see it. So, oh, well, that is some, that is some fantastic news right in there. But obviously with the quick news on the Mission Impossible one, as we heard from the news before this show, you know, Italy is the second largest affected country yeah, it's outside shut of down, China. Isn't it? It's real shut down. A lot of football's been closed. Obviously, I'm a big football fan. A lot of yeah. stadiums, a lot of not matches not going ahead. So this one, knowing that's where it's filmed, isn't actually that big of a surprise. No, no. But they've only delayed for three weeks, whereas Bond delayed till November. So also, um, the last uh, Mission Impossible film got shut down as well, didn't it? It did, didn't it? Yes. Just because um, he broke his foot with Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's which right. Which is yeah. why they had to raise the moustache up of Cavill for... Yes, yeah. he was filming Mission Impossible. He was only on a break while they're waiting for his... Uh, to what film was he? He was filming something... Yeah, oh, no, he was filming Superman, wasn't he? No, or, it was a, no Justice uh, League. Justice League, sorry, yeah. Same thing. Yeah, same, same difference. They're yeah. both terrible. Yeah, exactly. Um, but talking of terrible, we've heard some <laughs> other bad news and some other cancellations... Well, so right, okay. Um, so the Disney had a press release, like a big press thing for they did their European launch of uh, Disney Plus. Oh, right. So it's launching March twenty fifth, I think, or twenty ninth. Okay. Late, late March is launching in Europe, and we wait, we've all been waiting for it. Yeah. But they've delayed. They've just cancelled the press event. That's it. Yeah. So is it still going to be? Does yeah, it look still like press, it's yeah, just a, just a press event. It was a two day press event. Oh, right. announced things. So some things are announced. You'll be able to get. Well, if you're Sky Q. Okay. Yeah. You get be able to get it through Sky Q. Like you can get Netflix. Yeah. So you don't need a tap top box if you're Sky Q. That's yeah. for the nans. Yeah, I was going to say who who would if you if you're of our age, yeah, <laughs> let's exactly, put it yeah. of our of our demograph, you don't need a Sky Q box. No, exactly. In fact, if you you've probably got a smart TV if you have a TV. Yeah. If not, you're probably watching it on a device. Yeah. And uh-huh. that makes I don't want to go into it, but I do not worry about Sky because why would I worry about them? But I suspect they're going to be the next blockbuster. Because I, I always look to blockbuster. No, because they're owned by the biggest company in the world, so they're not going anywhere. Yeah, but as a, as a, uh, a platform, if you like, maybe yeah, you know uh, that that will become obsolete without yeah. a shadow of that. That set top box. Oh yeah, but that's what maybe what now TV is. Yeah, oh, it's definitely their attempt, but it's too too highly priced. I mean, they haven't got Universal, Comcast, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, they haven't actually got a digital play at the moment. They've got the Peacock, which is based on their NBC stuff. Right, it's yeah. coming. Yeah, but it's not out yet. Okay. So they're like the last of the game. Everyone else has already got theirs out. Yeah, like everyone's got one now. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. Fox well, hasn't, but then they don't exist anymore, really. So. No, they've been basically absorbed by Disney. So. Yeah, exactly. They've yeah. got the channel, but they haven't got a thing, so they don't exist. Oh, okay. Talking of things that do exist now, 
Right. See, how's that for a link? How's that for a link? We've actually got some actual movie news. Right, okay. Isn't sent around COVID 19. Oh, cool. Yes, exactly. And this week, we got a little special look at Batman's new whip. But looking at it, yeah. <laughs> kind of, I don't like it. No, it's like a muscle car, isn't it? Yeah, like exactly. I was looking at it thinking that looks like a, what's the. Mustang or Mustang, something. Mustang, yeah, or something like that, or yeah. the, the, what's the Corvette or something. Yeah, the Corvette, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Looks like that. It's got these weird fan things on the front. I'm assuming guns or something are going to come out of. You know what it looks like to me? It looks like the Tim Burton Batman cars where they look like shells on top of, like, the frame of, a, of another yeah, yeah, car. Exactly, yeah, It looks really flimsy. It looks like... But, of course, you know, this is a set picture. It, it, looks, like it, should, it looks like it should be in a James Bond. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I don't know. I think it looks too poor for that, if oh, I'm like being Stingray honest. or something, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it looks like a poor version of Knight Rider. That's okay. probably where I'd go with it at the moment. If it talks, yeah, then I'm going to exactly, lose yeah. my mind. You yeah, know, Jarvis like, in it. Yeah, if it's like... Alfred's going to be a computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, Michael. I mean, no, you're played by Robert Patson now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that that's really all the news we've got on the Batman's new whip is it is we've got a picture of it. Every week we seem to be getting more pictures from the from the Batman. Exactly. I, I think they're trying to stop the leaks. They're going to... If we release it first... Because mm. they had that one leak of the Stuntman, didn't they? Yeah. So I think they seem, they seem to themselves, right, let's get it out before anyone yeah. else can leak it for us because we're, we're filming in daylight so people are going to see it exactly so not in the studio out in, out in the world so people are going to take photos and release it so let's get in there first yeah and that isn't that the way they say to handle any of these things if you release it first and it doesn't matter what anybody else says exactly, after that yeah so i mean you control the narrative yes as exactly. they say and talking of controlling the narrative what else we got <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do a whole show of terrible links. You're, you're doing this to me on purpose now. I'm, yes. I'm just see. Right, okay. Magicians. Have you heard of the Magicians? Uh, no, no. It's a series that was on sci-fi. It's based on some books. Oh, okay. A, book, a series of three books. And it's basically if Harry Potter, but the, sci the, the school's actually a university and magic is hard. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Yes. Like, genuinely, I'm yeah, interested. Yeah, exactly. In um, it's funny. I first watched the show. I read about it on a website. They said, oh, these magicians coming out. So yeah. I watched the first episode. Yeah. Found the, the premise really interesting. Not the show so much. A little bit like I was with Limitless, the film. I thought the premise was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The film was meh. Yeah, it was all right. It's just a sci-fi sort of TV show. But then I thought, I'll read the books, see what they like. Yeah. And I've read all three of them. I love them. They're some of my favourite books. Really? Yeah, The Magicians, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll I mean, the main, the main character is a bit of a douche nozzle. And, oh. he's, and he's a bit of a... He's a bit of a depressive, and you're like, yeah, fuck up for different five seconds to make <laughs> yeah, bad that, decisions. That was buck up, people. <laughs> buck yeah. up, but yeah. Exactly. No. And stop making uh, bad decisions. You know that's a big that's, gripe for me. What's that? Unlikable protagonist. Unlike he's likeable, but he's just a bit... It's not... Unlikeable. It's like a normal teenager, basically. It's more it's a bit like me when I was a teenager. I think I related to. Oh, well, I'm like not going to like it then. I'm definitely <laughs> not going to like it. In fact, I'm going to hate it. No, for me, what I dislike in characters is where they make stupid decisions, where they're 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 making one decision after the other. You're like nobody would act like that. You know, yeah. you just mm -hmm. wouldn't. And funny enough, in our reviews later, that's that's one of my gripes. Okay. With with the the, the second show that we review is that people can solve a lot of problems by just talking you know and it really bugs me when people don't do that or they they make a decision like nobody would do that why are you doing that but it needs needed to to move the plot along and talking of moving the plots along you like that one, like that one? <laughs> i'm turning off my mic <laughs> so taika waititi is reimagining charlie and the chocolate factory as a two mark two mart two part <laughs> animated series for netflix now, the first part 
is going to be similar to what we know already okay. from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. They have said that, obviously, they're bringing um, Taika Waititi in. He has his own style. He's very famous for it. I, I, th- I think he's probably already what you'd consider an auteur in film. Maybe. Where you watch one of these films and you know it's a Taika Waititi film. Well, because it's got a fist filled with people from New Zealand, in it? Yeah, <laughs> to be fair, it does have the same cast over and over again. Oh, look, there's someone with a New Zealand accent. It's got to be a Taika Waititi film. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad one. there's Jeremy St. Clements. It's got to be a Taika Waititi movie. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad shout. Oh, everyone's talking really deadpan. Oh, it's got to be a Taika Waititi. <laughs> I'm saying all these things. Yeah. I love Taika Waititi. I know, so do I. He hasn't, he hasn't got a dud for me yet. I, it's not something he's made I don't like. Yeah. And mm-hmm. talking of that, so they said he's going to keep that same feeling. You know, he's right, going to okay. keep what we know about the series. But then in the second part, he's going to come up with his own story based on the Oompa Loompas. Oh, is it? Well, I, I, I didn't read the... Did oh, that's <laughs> a good thing I did. <laughs> I, I just knew it was a two-part. I didn't, yeah. That's why I always be a two-part. I didn't know he was going to do a story about the Oompa Loompas for yeah, part two. Yeah, as a, as a, like a stand like where you go off and they have their own adventure. That's probably how they got him involved, was like... Like, we want a Minions, we're going to use Yumpa Loompas from Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, you know, I didn't stop to think about that. Because the first part, it's been done twice now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know I mean? So you, you can do that a bit again. So I suppose you have to do something the second yeah. part just to... Well, it is animated, so that is slightly different yeah. um, from the first two parts. But yeah, I think what they're looking at is, could we turn these characters into something like the Minions? It's animated. I suspect the second part will be very much aimed at kids. Right, okay. Very, very much. Um, it's yeah, probably going to be aimed at kids for both parts, to tell you the truth. Probably. probably I mean, it's, Charlie, it's a children's book. It is, but... I mean, I know it's Royal Dial and he's a little bit fruity sometimes. And he's, he's a, a little, little bit fruity. He's a little, a little bit, bit scary and a little bit way and a little bit woo. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit way, a little bit woo. Royal Dial. I don't think anybody in the history of literature or reviews or anything has ever said, Royal Dial, he's a little bit wee, he's a little bit woo. <laughs> he's a he bit did w- write the, the every episode. I think he wrote every episode of Tales of Suspense. Did he? Yeah. Oh, right. I must admit, we are first and foremost a radio show. Show. And I do love the fact that each week, in some way, shape, or form, we get a little vocal rendition from Daryl. It's almost as if you, you, your whole life, you wanted to be a singer. Nobody would give you the chance. You try and just slip it in every now and then, just like hoping somebody will hear it, somebody will notice. Right, and then you go. Then I say, I'm talking about slipping it in. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Daryl, on to his next bit. <laughs> okay, so staying with Taika. Yes, we are. Uh, Trader. He's uh, a trailer for the second season of What We Do in the Shadows. Mm. That's been released. Yes, it has. Yeah. Uh, so it's coming now. It's coming April 10th. Let me just check that to make you feel that's right. Yep, it's April 10th. Yes, yeah. it's come to effect. It's also going to be on BBC Two. Interesting. Because the first season was on BBC Two as well. Yeah. Well, because have you heard of Devs? I have, only because of the trailer that we put out. Yes, exactly. It's by Alex Garland, who did Sunshine, Judge Dread, uh, Annihilation. Deus Ex Machina, or no, not Deus Ex Machina, just Ex Machina. Ex Machina, yeah, yeah. Ex Machina. He also did uh, The Beach. Oh, okay. So he's written a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's written a lot of stuff. Yeah. This is his new series for FX on Hulu. Oh, right. Now, they're going to do this, because of uh, Disney bought FX, yeah. and they bought Hulu as well. I didn't know they bought Hulu. Yeah, well, when they bought Fox, they had two-thirds of it, so... Ah, okay, yeah, so, so they've got majority uh, yeah. sharing. The NBC just sold them their share as well. Oh, okay, so okay. So they, yeah. they own Hulu and FX. So it's an FX programme, but it's only going to be available on Hulu, not on their FX channel. 
Oh, that's strange. But the BBC have got a, a deal with FX to show a couple of different programs. One of them being what we do in the shows, another one being devs. So hopefully that's going to come to BBC Two at some point as well, because that looks really fascinating, really fantastic. I can't wait for that one. What devs? Yes. Yeah. Well, even if it's just for Nick Offerman. Exactly. Uh, yeah. He's. Uh, I, he's. I've heard what he's about. He's crazy. Well, you tell us a little bit. It's about. Um, well, I can't tell you what it's about because I can't remember the word. <laughs> <laughs> quantum mechanics. Quantum mechanics. Yes, quantum uh, quantum programming and mechanics and seeing the future and determinism. Like if you can figure out that if everything's going to happen, you can figure out what happens in the future. Yeah. Of course, there are random events, so it's not completely right. You never count for black swans, so. No, exactly. I understand exactly what you mean. So they're looking at all the variables. Yeah, they've got they a, an algorithm. To, they can start to predict the future, basically, by using quantum mechanics. Oh. That's what it's about. That sounds yeah. amazing. It's not like Silicon Valley. It's actually a serious sci-fi show. Yeah. There's that film, and I probably shouldn't mention this because I don't know the name of it, but it's about time travel, and it does not dumb it down. Called Primer. Primer, that's it. Is it going to be a bit like that in that regard? Oh, uh, well, no, because they don't actually time travel. They can just see into the future because but, they can figure it all out. No, what I mean was... Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I, my question was asked yeah, poorly. Yeah, yeah I, I asked that poorly. The so guy who made point. Primer also made... Um, <laughs> I went to say it then and I just it just went f straight, out, straight out of my head he made this really really good film yeah that I can't remember the name of can you tell me anything about it maybe I can I can. no you will not know what it's oh, about well. <laughs> okay then fair enough it's about people getting their minds taken over yeah. by drinking worm juice Ooh. and having all their money taken out and then getting linked to a pig oh that is weird <laughs> that sounds like a bit of me it's really really weird and uh, you start the uh, you start to lose your memories and you start joining with the other people because you're all connected. Oh. And uh, for the life of me, uh, Upstream Colour is what it's called. Ah, there you go. You see, I, I knew if I let you sort of ramble yeah, on a little bit there, I was like, he's got it. He's got it in there. I could see it. Yeah. I, I can see in your eyes when you're lost. Yeah. Shane Carruth, Shane Carruth is his name. He directed yeah. Primer and uh, Upstream Colour. I'm waiting for his new film. It's taken ages to write called oh. Blue Ocean or something like that. It's been a long time. Yeah. But he writes he writes the whole thing, directs it, makes all the music for it. It's independent. Wow. And, and they are really, really big sci-fi sort of ideas, like really hard sci-fi, but they're oh, brilliant yeah. sort of thing. So. Yeah, well, it, I, th I think he tries to ground ground it more in the sci than in the fi. Yes. You know, like, I think that's what it is. And that's why it takes him so long to write it, because he doesn't dumb it down. No. He's like, I've done all this research. I'm now not going to dumb this down in the film for you. Yeah. I'm going to just let you pick up yeah, from where I've see, got from. If you see the flow charts for Primer and how it all works, it's crazy. Yeah, that, that's that. I have seen that. It is insane, the effort yes, exactly. that he's put into that. And talking about flow charts... <laughs> 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 Are you trying to beat me at my own game now? Like, Is that what you're doing? I was like, I'm going to read your flowcharts and then I'm going to say it because it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't <laughs> work. Your <laughs> links are still better than mine tonight. <laughs> so, talking of flowcharts that have got nothing to do with the next piece of news that we're moving into, stop. Stop. <laughs> Scott, I should have got that it's name right. That's my brother's name, name yeah. <laughs> Scott Derrickson. Uh, uh, who is working with Chris Evans yes. and Skydance on the thriller Bermuda. Yeah, okay. Now, the reason we're bringing that up, because obviously that's the news, yeah. but rumour has it is that Sam Raimi will be taking Derrickson's spot as the director on the new Doctor Strange movie. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we've all heard this. Yeah. Hopefully it's true. Hopefully well, it's, it's true. Well, it's got to be, because it's got to be moving forward. They haven't delayed it, so... It's still got his release date at the moment, Doctor Strange. Yeah, which would suggest they know who's directing it. Yeah, they were saying that they've been writing a script, so they haven't finished the script yet. Oh. So I do not know what's happening with that one. 
we, we can't tell. You know what we'll do? We'll see if we can find ourselves an in the know. See if, yeah, they, exactly, see if they'll yeah. tell you. Now, there is a little bit of a coincidence about all of that. Right, a little okay. quinky dink, as they Ooh. say. And that is, is that Raimi was once attached to direct Bermuda. Oh, so, so like it's going around in a little triangle. Yeah, I don't know what you'd call that triangle. <laughs> what would you call it? I can't... Oh, that was a good one. I didn't see that one coming at all. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I haven't got a better joke to follow up you. I didn't see that coming with, so <laughs> I'm just going to move on to the next bit of news. Talking about things you didn't see coming. Yay! <laughs> the Last of Us is going to become a series. So this may be the first good adaptation of a film, of a video game. Well, no, that's not correct. Why? Cause it's, uh, cause no, because we're reviewing one later that's an adaptation of a video, a video game. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah, but that's an animation. And it was actually the first ever adaptation of video game to be certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, nice. Little, little tidbit for those that haven't yeah, worked out what we're reviewing I didn't yet. even think about that when you said about that. I was like, oh, yeah, of course it is. Of course yeah. it's a video game. I'm just thinking it's not a video game. Well, I referenced the video game a few times in my review, so... If it isn't, <laughs> then I've yeah, reviewed so. the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> so The Last of Us is coming to HBO. It's going to yeah. be a C- Craig Manzin, who okay. directed, uh, well, didn't direct, he wrote and produced uh, Chernobyl for uh, HBO as well. Which is obviously, I haven't seen it, but... No, I don't want to see it. I'm, the I, bits, I'm like, oh, duh. I've heard... Everyone it, says it's great. Yeah, it's great, but it's gut-wrenching. Yeah, exactly, and he's great himself. Ah. He uh, does a, f- a podcast called Script Notes. Well, then I am definitely going to be listening to that. No, it's really, really good. Him and his uh, friend, John Augustine, John Augustine, I think his name is. And the, the other guy is invented the uh, markdown program that you use to type in screen screens with. Okay, script, yeah. It's really, really good. Now in a lot of programs. Yeah. They also did the podcast for Watchmen. Oh, so if you okay. listen to the Watchmen podcast, the HBO official one, it's him yeah. talking to... The guy who directed it and did ah, it. Ah, interesting. Well, we'll check that out this week because I was thinking one of the things that we should do is we do this as a radio show, but we put it out as a podcast. We should suggest some podcasts to people. We listen to them during the week. Not this week because we haven't prepared it. Yeah. But let's, you know, next week, just have a little five-minute bit. We say, we've listened to these podcasts this week. Why don't you give it a go? Mm-hmm. You know, it's good. And give a reason why, obviously, yeah. why we listen to it. But he's also working with the uh, vice, prince of, vice president of Naughty Dog oh. and the game's co-creator. Ah. Uh, Neil Drunk... Drunkman? <laughs> Druckman. Druckman. <laughs> Druck, Druckman. Yeah, Druckman, yeah. Neil Druckman, yeah. They're, they're yeah. working together to develop the series. Yeah. That should be good. Because it's got a really strong storyline to it anyway, Last of Us. I've never played it, but I sort of know what happens. C- can, I, can I interject slightly? Yeah. So when I was doing my review for the video, I haven't named it yet. So this is again just for well, those. Go to social media, you'll find out what it is. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah, exactly. I don't know why you're being so queer about <laughs> it. Castlevania. So when I did my review of Castlevania, one of the things that I did in the review was wrote about how they worked with the game's developers to ensure you know the sort of continuity and quality of the product. And I remember you looking at that game, Gary. Nobody will be interested <laughs> in hearing that they're working with the game's developers. Little did I know that it's because you wanted to use that bit for The Last of Us. <laughs> and talking about HBO. Ooh. That's how you do it, Gary. That's, that's how you do that's, it. That's pretty good. But we, you didn't mention uh, with The uh, Last of Us, we have got a couple of people um, whose names have escaped me that have been attached to potentially starring. Only reason I wanted to bring that up is because the game uses Ellen Page. Yes, exactly. I can't stand. Well, she won't be in it because she's far too old to be yeah. playing that character. Yeah, thankfully. Thankfully. It's going to be 11. Old. You know it's going to be 11. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. Millie Bobby Brown. That's not a bad shout. That is not a bad shout. But talking of things that aren't a bad shout, 
Right. No, HBO! <laughs> what, what are you joking for? You worked with HBO and you're joking to be the not bad yeah. Well, I'll tell, tell, <laughs> tell you why we're doing it's not a bad show. It's because during an interview for the third season of HBO's Westworld, mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson yeah. of Marvel fame or Thor fame revealed that Christian Bale is playing a villain in Thor Love and Thunder. Oh. Actually, I don't know how that works, but not a bad shout. <laughs> In my head, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that one really works. And as I was saying, I was like, how does that work, Gary? I don't, I don't see how your link works here. It's not making any sense. But There's lots of speculation about who the villain's going to be. All oh, right. Some people are saying gore. That's not a bad shout. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we go, there we go. Um, Ryan posted on our social media some guy and I've never even heard of. Like, Cole Brunson? Yeah, I was like, I, I didn't know who he was. But I'll give him his dues for his post. Other people knew. Oh, yeah, but I'm just like... Well, Although nobody agreed with him. No, exactly. <laughs> so other people knew, and everybody said, no, it's going to be Gore, it's going to be this person. Yeah, exactly. You know. It's going to be someone from Voxon, because they're bringing Voxon big into the Marvel Universe now. I think that's going to be their sort of main through line. What, what, what's Voxon? It's, like it's like an industrial company. It's sort of, it started appearing in four... Uh, Jason's Aaron Run or four. Oh, okay. Started using Voxon a lot more. Okay, so they're like some sort of... they built a Minotaur. A, a, a Minotaur or yeah. a Minotaur. They've built a Minotaur. Yeah, Minotaur. Oh, yeah, however you want to pronounce it. And, and that's going to be their whole... We're going to take Forum of a half-horse, half-man. They've done a lot. I haven't researched what Voxon do, but they... Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a truck. They're, they're doing some behind-the-scenes stuff. I think yeah. on the Loki series, someone saw a truck with Voxon written on it. Or it may have been in... With a soldier and the falcon. Ah, okay. So that's all sowing the seeds for that. So yeah. there okay. might be some of that coming in. If there's one thing I like, it's long form storytelling. Yes. I've got no issue with that whatsoever. You want to throw some seeds down, you want to leave me little tidbits that I can follow, and mm-hmm. I am all for that. You know the best thing about long form storytelling? I'm like, sure you're to work, You need to take a break. And I think that's a good time <laughs> to take a break. It is now time for us to hit our main news topics. Ooh. Ooh. And coming up first is you. It's not yes. me. I, yeah. don't know, I don't know why I said that. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> why am I doing? Why am I here? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> okay, all right, I'm back. I'm back. Right, so the other week, yeah. I don't know if it was last week or the week before, Off we talked about console wars. You remember? Yes. Yeah. I think it was the first pop culture. Yes, exactly. Get. Yeah. But that's, so that's going to be on CBS or Axis. Mm. It's going to be a limited documentary series. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to premiere at South by Southwest. Yes. Which is a big sort of festival. There's tech, there's music, and there's movies and TV. And very quickly, just for those that haven't necessarily listened to the other episode, what was Console Wars about? It's about uh, Nintendo versus Sega. <sighs> about the SNES versus the Mega Drive. Wow. Although it's really all about the Mega Drive because no ah. one at Nintendo talks. Oh, everyone really? Is, everyone at Sega of America talks. Yeah, so There's okay. loads of stuff about Sega of America. Not an awful lot. Not an awful, awful lot about people from Nintendo because they're kind of quiet. Yeah. But it's I... still a really, really good, interesting book. Yeah. And well, we can... considering Sega's the one that lost the battle, they're kind of the ones you want to hear from anyway. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise, the ones that they always say, the the winners tell the story, or, or the, the, oh, what is it? The story of the battle is always told by the winners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And obviously, Nintendo History's would... History's always told by the pictures. That's right. There we go. Thank you, Daryl. Thank you. If I'd have told it, it wouldn't have been... <laughs> it would be useless. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. since South by Southwest has been cancelled, it's not going to be there anymore. Okay. So, so about what happened was at the beginning of the week, uh, Apple pulled out, uh, Amazon had pulled out, and who else had pulled out? And uh, Netflix, all of them were going to be showing stuff at... Uh, I suppose at the uh, TV part. Yeah, of course. Not supposed yeah. to the tech part, really, because the tech part is for new up-and-coming things. Okay, yeah. Twitter launched there. Yeah, Four I remember you saying, yeah. Foursquare. Do you remember Foursquare? I do. I, I know. I remember you constantly trying to get me involved in Foursquare. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's all launched there. Lots of things have launched there in the past. Yeah. It's a big sort of thing. All the people go down to Austin. It's oh, great right. barbecue. It's in Dallas, so it's nice. Uh, Texas, so it's nice and warm. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. You know what I mean? It's the only liberal place in Texas. Is, and they have like conventions all the time as well. So there's lots of bands, lots of yeah. things. So it's a party, really. Like yeah. there's two thousand pounds, two thousand bands play over yeah. seven days. Wow! And there's so you imagine how many bars there are out there. Every yeah. single one is filled with people playing music. Wow! But now it's just cancelled. First time in thirty-two years it's been cancelled. First time in thirty-two years. Yes, the festival has been going for thirty-two years. And I'm assuming this is another COVID reason. Yes, it's, yes, it's, yeah, it's a COVID. Actually, the. Uh, Conference itself didn't shut down. The city actually shut it down. It's oh, the city shut yeah, it down. Yeah, the city said, no, we can't be having this. So. It kind of makes sense. The, the thing is, is with any spread of any virus, what you want to do is stop the contagion spreading. And how do you stop that? You minimise mass events. You exactly, minimise yeah. mass travel. And unfortunately... Loads of people sitting in a bar watching a band play. It's going to spread like wildfire. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's going to spread like a virus. Yes, exactly, yeah. yeah. So it makes sense that they have pulled it. But does that mean anything to what was being shown? Well, a lot of like smaller people like take their films, their indie films there, and they get it shown, and they, they get bought and stuff. So yeah. quite important for them. Like Apple, Netflix, and Amazon, they're gonna they don't want to bother them. No, I mean, but that's actually why I asked the question. As you know, what my history, my degree, my education is in film and TV production. And what I'm aware of is that a lot of films are made without any distribution. There are a lot of TV yeah. sort of mm -hmm. pilots. There's no distribution agreement in place. So they, they need these festivals. That's where they take yeah, them. They can really imagine the people that are doing the films and the musicians have all booked hotels and have all booked their flights to go there. Yeah. And now there's nothing to go. They've lost all that money. Yeah, they would have lost it all. And, and, I, and that could have been a huge part of that budget as well. You yeah, know, exactly. They might, yeah. They, and that could mean that certain films, certain projects will never see the light of day. Yeah. That's it. That was their one chance to get it in, in front of the right people. And that's really where, for me, I'm not worried about Netflix, Apple. I, you know, I'll cry a river for them. You know, like yeah. They've got enough money. They've got enough uh, ability in this digital age to get their products out there. What I feel sorry for with all these shutdowns, because that wasn't the... Obviously, we've had others as well, haven't we? We've had um, SXSW closed, but we also had... TwitchCon. Uh, TwitchCon. What was the other one? Oh, there's, there's hundreds. There's one in Amsterdam, wasn't there, as yeah, well? Yeah, the TwitchCon one. Oh, that yeah. was TwitchCon, was it? There was Mavid or something as well. There yeah. Was a couple of different ones. There's like, been a few. Yeah, exactly, and there's going to be more. Yeah. A lot of conventions are closing as well. And that's and, and that's what we need to remember here, is that everyone's sort of talking about, like, sensationalising the news events, but we're not thinking about the people that are affected by these closures. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's... Because what you are seeing in the news as well a lot is people are like, oh, can I get sick pay if I take some time off from self-imposed isolation? Or what's the word? Yeah, yes, the well, yeah. Quarantine, isn't it? Self-isolation. Uh, self yeah, yeah, self-isolation. Self-isolation. And, and a lot of people sort of arguing that, oh, you shouldn't deserve it or you should deserve it. And I'm thinking, you've got to remember that, you know, if somebody, if they're paid on the day, for example, or they've paid for things up front, that's their livelihood, you know? And it's good 
for precaution, but we're not thinking about, about the, the people on the ground. Now, with that covered, I want to move away. I just got a go joke. On. Oh, go on. Good. <laughs> wait, wait, how long ago was it told to you? Because well, I, I know you're pretty slow. You've only just got it. <laughs> well, funny enough, this joke spread like wildfire. Because oh, wildfire spread and contagion were all bands playing at South by Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're joking. No. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were being serious then. I mean, what is serious? That was from Ryan, that was. How does he supposed to know what bands are? Uh, well, he has the internet. Like, gonna... I'm going to assume. I also didn't know that was from our silent guest host. <laughs> I didn't know that because he doesn't talk. <laughs> you know, like, he doesn't say anything. Like, if that man could talk, he'd be dangerous. Yeah, you know, exactly. that, that's what they say. Um, they say if I had a brain cell, two brain cells to rub together, I'd be dangerous. But yeah. um, mm -hmm. but I don't think so because between the two of us, we have one each and we haven't become dangerous yet. So, no, um, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But talking of things where if you, you can together, be... together, we must start a fire. Ooh. Ooh. A, now, intelligence fire, a brain fire. You've ruined what would have been an half decent link there. That's <laughs> to say talk of things where you can be dangerous you know uh, the uh, fun <laughs> fantasy <laughs> it was a terrible link no that's i wasn't letting you get away that's dangerous to my brain <laughs> exactly exactly i wouldn't leave, because for those that don't know during the break i did let daryl know that every link is going to be terrible and i am torturing him for his audacity to tell me that my normal links now these are deliberately bad my normal links are worse than his normal links and I think if I go back, do you know what I'm going to do one day as a special? I'm just going to get together all of our links and I'm going to put them in together. And you'll hear you go, I'm trying to think of a link, Gary. Um, uh, <laughs> Mars <Bunyard>. Crusaders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we've actually got some gaming news. Let's move away right, okay. from the movie news because we are pop culture climate. We don't yeah. just cover movies and TVs. We yeah. cover anime, which does kind of cover that area. <laughs> gaming. We cover comics as well because yeah. we have Daryl's Comic Corner. But talking of gaming, we've got a big one for us personally yeah. this week, mm -hmm. a big one. And that is the release of the Final Fantasy VII demo on PS4. Now, that's big. I've got an Xbox. Oh, uh, well, well, I was waiting. And a Switch. I was waiting until we came on radio. Okay. You see, oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. what you don't know yeah. is I don't have one PS4. You don't have one PS4? No. I don't have three PS4s. You have no PS4s. I have no PS4s. <laughs> <laughs> I have got two Count them. Two. Two. That's one, two. PS4s. All oh, right, okay. One of which I do not use. Oh. At all. And with Final Fantasy VII coming out, and with how important it isn't just to my life, to our lives, to our... For those that don't know, Daryl and his brother Ryan essentially raised me growing up as they were my living babysitters. I spent more time with them than I did with anybody else. And one of the things I spent a lot of time doing was asking them when it was my turn to play Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> <laughs> I remember they were, they, my parents went away on holiday and we used to always get a game or something like that. And you guys were like, oh yeah, we're going to get Final Fantasy VII. I think I probably wanted some fighting game or something. No, no, no. We'll get this, Gary. It's really good. It's got this fighting. It's brilliant. Like, look at the, the box art. Okay, get back. And there's about there's you and Ryan and I know there was a couple of friends over and things like that. And I'm sitting there and you guys have a go and somebody else has a go. And I'm thinking, well, this isn't that exciting for me on my own. <laughs> and then the fifth person had a go. And eventually I got to have a go. And it was when we got to the Chocobee Racing. Oh. Yes. So, so that was for me a real nice way to be introduced to the game. Yeah. Um, but after that, 
when you went to work or whatever it was you were doing and yeah. other people left the house, Ryan would let me play the game during the day as long as I didn't tell you guys in case I went over your save files. <laughs> so I, I had to keep it on the download. But they released the chapter because for those of you that don't know, or should I say released the demo, they've done a remake of Final Fantasy VII, a whole big reboot. Now, this is what I didn't know, and this is the news, not just that there's a demo. The game's not being released in one go. No, it's too big. Yes. It's too big. It's being released in chapters, I believe is how they're saying it. And the first one is going to come out on the 10th of April, and it's only covering the Midgar segment. Yes, the original only the game. Midgar. And that's when you're inside. That's when. That's before you get to go outside. Before yeah, before you get the to world all, map. Before yeah, before the Chocobo racing. All the cool stuff. Yes. Now, I was about to say that's going to be a hard sell, but it's I not. Think you have to wear a dress at some point in Midgar, didn't you? Or is that when you get out of Midgar? I, do you know you what? I can't, I can't remember. My, my memories, as I said, are more based around me waiting to have a turn <laughs> as opposed to actually having a turn. Um, but I, I don't know. Maybe you could be right there. But it's interesting because they said it. that alone spans over two Blu-ray discs. Yes, it's going to be that massive. That's huge. That is huge. That, you couldn't be able to... Are you going to be able to download it? It's going to be like 200 megabytes. 200, not, not with my connection. 200 whole megabytes it's going to be. <laughs> 200 whole megabytes. <laughs> oh, wow. No, I mean, that is just... That is bigger than big. Yeah. I've got a picture of my head bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, Can we fit a picture of your head inside of 200 megabytes? I don't think it's possible. <laughs> I've got a big head. You, you you have, but then you've got a big... Anyway, so um, yes, as we... as we been confirmed by Ryan. <laughs> what, you've got a big everything? <laughs> is that what he's confirmed? That, yes, you do wear a dress in Midgar. Ah, well, there you go. You see, this, this is why we have a silent guest host. Exactly. Because actually, again, for those that don't know, when I originally invited Daryl onto this show, he was supposed to be doing the job of Ryan. He was supposed to be our creative consultant. He was supposed to be the on-air researcher. And then I realised that he's useless. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I better stick him on the mic because <laughs> I know he can talk and I know he's full of knowledge. But no, so he actually does do a very good job of finding us stuff. Um, so for those that follow our Instagram account, Another Show 2020, I've got to say all of that stuff that comes from Ryan. Yeah, exactly. Almost exclusively. Yes. Your time. Yes. Because he can't talk, he has to get it out somewhere. So we gave him, we gave him Instagram to frame a bone. Exactly. Well, we thought Keep you can't happy. talk, so let's give you the visual medium. You exactly, know, yeah. tell your story in pictures and paragraphs that have double spacings <laughs> before a full stop. Yeah. <laughs> and it's bless him. It's not his fault. I actually worked out why it's happening now, um, because with the iPhone, me and him obviously both type from our iPhone. You tend to do it from the Mac. When you get to the end of a paragraph, it doesn't necessarily show you that you've got a double space between the thing. It will just look like the full stops directly after the word, but it isn't. I'm trying to give him an out here. Yeah, he does a lot of good if work you can for put the thing, If you push the double space, you get a... You, well, you get a double space. <laughs> double space, you get a full stop, don't you? Yes, yeah, exactly. But you get a... Sp but I think what's happening is it's a space, then a double space, if, if you know what I mean. But Doing three spaces. I, th I think so. I don't no, know why we're doing <laughs> I don't know. I'm literally thinking, do you know what? When I come to edit this, I tend to give as raw an edition of the show as I can possibly give. Because it goes out live. Yeah, People that listen to it are going to call us out on it. Got a feeling I might come. Even I'm not interested in his double spacing. <laughs> why did I bring it up? I'm just trying to fry him a bone. <laughs> that was all. But look. 
to I end that bit of news. I take out all adult spacing when I edit the post anyway, so no one even knows about it. No, nobody even knows about it half the time, except for on Instagram, because we don't really, we don't edit that. We leave that to him. And that's why he's doing a great job. And talking of great jobs. <laughs> <laughs> James Wan done such a great one on Aquaman. Exactly. And the Saw films and Fast 7 and Conjuring, just because I want to get every single one of the film titles you threw in there for me. <laughs> and Insidious as well. Yeah, exactly. He's now, or Insidious was a good one to end on, because he's now doing a monster movie for Universal. Oh, yes. Now, from the looks of it, it seems to be a modern day reimagining of Frankenstein. Now, why does it look that way? Because of the synopsis. So I'm going to read okay, it out for you. I'll put this down as a synopsis, but it's just what was in the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> as soon as I said that, I'm looking at it going, you realise this is a quote? Well, yeah, <laughs> no, they to the Hollywood Reporter. This is what they said. Yes, they said, so I'm going to read this for But Hollywood Reporter is nuclear rock on. If they say so, yeah. it's true. It is true. Yeah, That's how you sort of know if a rumour's right or not. Exactly. Does it appear in Hollywood Reporter? If it does, well, that's their that is their currency. Well, they, yeah. It's, it's yeah, the value of the, uh, the integrity of the news. They're not like these terrible Marvel rumor sites. No, or like these these sort of radio shows that go out as podcasts that sort of <laughs> give you give you these news hits and, and things like that. But I know to be fair, I like those kind of shows when they add their own little flavour, little spin, especially if they talk about double spaces and full <laughs> stops. <laughs> But only got another hour. <laughs> we only got... And we are, okay, right, I better speak for this then. So to give you what the Hollywood Reporter said, it said, as I now speak at 100 miles an hour, because people love that, with Shades of Dystopia, the story will focus on a group of teens who discover that a neighbour is building a monster in his basement. <gasps> Spoiler, the monster gets loose. With a massive failure... With oh, no, wait, this is not their quote. This is your... <laughs> I was about to quote it. So, with a massive failure of the dark universe... And now, with the success of the Invisible Man... Oops, is... like, so we say it's a success. It just didn't cost a lot of money because it was made no. by Bloomhouse. Yeah. And then he made a fair bit of money back. Well, we discussed this, didn't we? Me and you, either on this show or off air, because the reason we do this show is we discuss this stuff. Uh, if you look at my, air quotation mark, phone bill, I get three minutes. <laughs> you can't yeah, look exactly. at it. But if you look at my calls, you'll see that I probably spend, on average, two to three hours on the phone to you or as... A day. Yeah, exactly. Not a week, a day. <laughs> I drive them insane. The amount of times they literally have to stop me and go, Gary, we've got lives to lead. <laughs> we, we can't just be on the phone to you the entire time. I'm like, I know, but let me just tell you this one point for another hour. So... The thing is, obviously... When you push the double space, you get full stop. <laughs> exactly. No, well, this is it. Well, it's because you're allowing me that double space. You've got to close that space. You give me any space, I'm going to wiggle in. I'm going to be... Like, I'm going to get in that gap. You know I mean, that's how I work. I slip the way you into the gap. You are killing me. <laughs> right, you really are. <laughs> <laughs> Giving us two hours to get through this is really, like, loosened you up. But you're, just, you're driving me crazy, man. You're driving me crazy. Driving me <laughs> I'm talking crazy. about driving people crazy. Yes, talking about talking about driving people crazy. Crazy. Invisible men do that. When you think they're in the room, and they are in the room, and nobody believes you. But the That's reason actually what the that invisible man's all about. Yeah, it's, it's about being a woman being stalked. Yeah, is he invisible or not? And no one believes her. Yeah, it's actually I must admit the trailer sells it well. Yeah, but as we discussed, one of the now I did a dissertation on film and the cinema industry, right. and one of the things I talked about was the B movie. I did two dissertations today. How oh, did you? One in the morning, one before. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to know about that. You've told me more than I need to know. So, right. Is this payback? Is this, yeah. Are you going to get in the car as well and start chewing? <laughs> just, just air chewing. Right. 
So the reason I have got an oat bar. Oh, please don't. In my bag. Don't. And they are virtually impossible to eat. They are so <laughs> crunchy. I, I promise no more bad links. <laughs> okay. I, I promise you no more bad links. Because I don't want to throw you out of the car. You're much bigger than I am. I'm not entirely sure I can. And I do need you for next week. So <laughs> we're not going to do that. But the, what I talked about in the B movies was the low production costs. And I talked about how... And, and I did this before Bloomhouse really knocking it out of the park. In my dissertation, I talked about how... That's where Hollywood needs to go back to, is go back to lower budget films so they can take more risks. Yeah. People are going to turn up, you know, like they will go see it. And if you only spend 15 million, you only need to make yeah. 20 million for it to be considered successful, for mm -hmm. argument's sake. And that's what Bloomhouse are doing very, very well at the moment, is they are doing a great job of keeping production values low. So we talked last week, was it, or the week before, Birds of Prey. Yes. Mm -hmm. Same numbers as Invisible Man. Same yeah. numbers, but the budget wasn't the same. Yeah. So Invisible Man is being considered a success, whereas yeah. Birds of Prey is being considered an unmitigated disaster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that that is what they're doing at the moment. I think that's what's happening. So is this going to be their new direction? Are they going to sort of do low-budget yeah, monster flicks? The best way everyone said, when they started the Dark Universe and they announced them all, and they're like, here's Harvey Bardem, here's uh, Johnny Depp. Javier, Javier yeah. Bardem. Javier, I'm not, I'm not Spanish, I'm English. So I <laughs> oh, yeah, Javier, yeah, Javier, yeah. Javier, yeah. Javier yeah. Bardem. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Johnny Depp, and... Uh, Johnny, it's Johnny Depp. <laughs> Johnny Depp, yeah. <laughs> Russell Crowe, Tom Cruise. <laughs> I can't Cruise. do that one. <laughs> when they was all in that picture, which was Photoshop, yeah. they weren't all there together. Ah. Uh, that was all Photoshop. They said, this is the dark universe. Everyone went... You're morons. You spent 200 million on a mummy film that's terrible. This is all going to fail. We'll just give Blumhouse and get them to make old school, new sort of versions of the Universal Monster. That's what people want to see. Well, I think. I don't want to see the mummy when it's not a horror movie and it's not anything. It's just a weird Tom Cruise vehicle. Well, that's part of the problem, is it? I don't want to say too much because I know we're going to do the Universal movies in top of the flops. Not today, but we are going to do it. The Dark Universe. The Dark Universe. And. I don't want to say too much, but let's just say that what they wanted to make versus what they made after Tom Cruise came on board, two completely different films. Yeah, exactly. And I think they were banking, and I don't know why they were banking in the 2010s on Tom Cruise star power. Exactly, yeah. But I think they, yeah, I'm not going to go into too much, but I, I think they gave too do much. And top of flops on Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orsi, but you can't because they're too successful, even though I think they're both hacks. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that, haven't we? I, I would argue that the, the guys that did Game of Thrones are hacks as well, if I'm being honest with you, because I can only judge them based on once they run out of source material, and after they ran out of source material, they hacked that show to pieces. It was horrible, yet they're super successful. Yeah, like Kurtzman Orsi, when they were together, they were super successful. Yeah. They wrote uh, Amazing Spider-Man, they wrote the Transformer movies, they wrote oh, the right. first uh, Star Trek reboot. Yeah. They did Fringe... They're doing the Star one of them's doing the Star Trek now on all access. Oh, okay, okay. Card. But yeah, so they are successful. But they are successful, but they're hacks. <laughs> and I dislike them a lot. Okay, fair enough. Talking of things that might be successful. Talk about things that are hack. <laughs> hack I. Right, yeah, so uh the <coughs> Hawkeye Disney show, Disney Plus show, yep. has been rumoured to be stalled for quite a while. Okay. In late January they said that uh, the series had been postponed indefinitely. And people said, oh, is it because of Jeremy Renner? There was accusations by his ex-wife that he'd bitten his child, that he was drunk. What? That he'd been doing drugs. I'd not heard any oh, of this. Oh, yeah, no, it's like a big act, because she was trying to get custody of her child. Right, okay. 
he turned around and said it's not true. Mm -hmm. But that's not the reason he was delayed. Okay. They still wanted Renner. They, the rumour is they wanted Hayley Steinfeld. Okay. What's she been in? She's in Dickinson on Apple Plus. Okay, I've not seen that. She's in True Grit. She's the girl in True Grit. What, the young girl? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Her? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise. She's amazing. She's great in everything she's ever been in. She's amazing. You'd yeah, want she, her in it. Yeah, she's, she's acting alongside Matt Damon. Drew Bridges in yeah. Drew Grit, and she steals the show. She acts them off the off the screen. Everyone said that she's really good in Dick, that Dickinson. Is mm. actually really good. Yeah, like the other Apple Plus show that's good. That and a Mystical Quest. Oh, okay. Or Mystic Quest. Mythical Quest. Mythical Quest. I never want that show to end <laughs> because every week there's certain the greatest. Radio shows, podcasts, they always have these reoccurring jokes, these reoccurring yeah. themes. Yeah, like and there were some of them I wanted to make, like a joke about how bad Tilbury was or something like that. <laughs> and one of the ones that keeps that's happening... That's not a joke, that's just true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I suppose that's a fact. Yeah, exactly. You know, and Facts can't be funny. Exactly. And yet every week, without meaning to, you call it Mystic... I think you are going to say like Mystic River or something. I don't know what it is you're going to there's say. A field, there's a game called Mystic Quest... Right, okay. And I, I keep thinking, no, it's not Mystical Quest, it's Mythical Quest. But then I say Mystical Quest, and I say Mythical Quest, and I'm just like, I'm lost. But anyway, that's not that, that's beside the point. I'm talking about things that are beside the point, and they're both poor guy. So they wanted her to be Kate Bishop, Hayley Steinfeld. Yeah. Because she was on Dickinson on Apple Plus, mm. they said she signed a non complete. Right. So she can't do another web show. Yeah. But she's from California, they're both from California. California doesn't recognise non-completes. No. Non-competes, not non-completes. <laughs> no, you said non-complete non the yeah, first time, no. and I thought, it sounded to close enough to complete. It's like, you got to the last episode. It's like, you know you're not allowed to finish the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? No, no, there's no completion in Hollywood. <laughs> You're in California. We don't even respect non-completes. Yeah, like, you have to complete a series if you film it in not California. Yeah, exactly. That's why the end of the loss was so bad. Yeah. Anything goes in New York. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. But in America, in, in California, your God continue for years. <laughs> you just got to keep going with you. You got any storyline or not? Yeah. But yeah, but the California courts don't recognise non-competes. Do they not? No. Other states do. But so mm. if you got, they said if you try even to try to. Uh, do a non-compete and you're like Amazon mm. and you're in Seattle, they yeah. still don't recognise it if the person is working in California. Uh, so I don't know if that rumour can be true or not. It's probably something to it. It might be like a scheduling conflict. People might know that she signed a, a non-compete. Maybe she doesn't want to do two series. You know what I mean? Maybe she, she wants to do film. She also wants to be a singer, but she's such a good actress. I do not know why she keeps wanting to be a singer for. Yeah, she, she wants to be more. She wants more to be a singer than an actress. Oh, really? And you're, she's a, such a fantastic actress. Yeah, but is she a good singer? I you don't know. I've never heard. Of her <laughs> Imagine she's a better singer than she's no, an she's actress. A, she's a good singer. Yeah. But she's not like. I mean, she's a pop singer. Oh, okay, okay. You know, she's like a budget Ariana Grande. Well, how old is she? She's got to be yeah, in her twenties. Yeah, okay. early twenties. Yeah, though, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's a phase. <laughs> maybe she'll grow out of it. But anyway, so they. <laughs> So the news is, though, he's moving forward. Because yeah. on Wednesday, uh, Jimmy Renner posted a story on his Instagram story. Oh, right. And it was just the uh, Hawkeye logo, the word Hawkeye. Ooh. And he said, uh, what did he say? He said, let me ever find it. Time to start stretching. Ooh, okay, okay. And then on Friday, one of the writers tweeted that they'd... What did they tweet? Let me find <laughs> out what they said. Yeah, yeah, no, you might as well get it verbatim. Yeah. There is virtually nothing I can tell you about the dream job that... At Tambine and I recently had, but I will say this: I'm very prepared to argue for the best Avenger, bow and arrow emoji. Bow and 
Harry emoji, a bow and arrow. Oh. There was a geezer called Harry. Right? Oh, yeah. Harry, yeah, yeah that's true. Yes. Bow, hey, and nice. bow and arrow emoji. Yeah. Forever be grateful to the Hawkeyes. Ooh, two. Yeah. yeah. And Marvel for awakening my love of comic books. So considering... So she's finished, the, she's finished the work on the script by the sounds of it. That it would be, yeah, I'd yes, be very surprised. She can't tell you anything about it, but she's, <clears throat> we know it's Hawkeye. And also, she can't tell us an awful lot about it, but she seems to have told us an awful lot about it. Yeah, like exactly. the fact yeah, that yeah. she's been working on it, that it's written, she posted it with an image of Hawkeye. Well, no, just the logo of Hawkeye, the same logo that... Oh, uh, it was the same one that Jeremy Renner yeah, used. Yeah, oh, okay, because yeah, I hadn't so. seen the Jeremy yeah, Renner exactly. one. But even so, and then... Forever grateful to both Hawkeyes. Yes, exactly. I mean, uh, you're giving us a lot of information yeah. there. So the rumour is now that they will uh, cast Olivia Cook. Okay, yeah. She's, Remind me what she's, she's been in. She's in Bates Hotel. She's in Me, You and the Dying Girl. She's in Ready Player One. Get okay. the, the, what's it called on her face? Birthmark on her face that okay. makes her ugly, which is not ugly at all. No, no. It makes her look like she's got a bit of pink stuff on her face. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, I, I like something that makes somebody she's look a, She's a really good actress, mm. but Hades Diabold is so good. For mm. Kate Bishop, if you know anything, if you read Young Avengers, if you read West Coast Avengers, mm. if you read her solo book, you, you everyone loves Kate. She's such an uppity character. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> such a uppity character. Yeah, she, yeah she's so posh because she starts off as a posh girl yeah. who's a, a dad's the mafia. She's been brought up like with privilege and everything. She's really bossy. Yeah. So, so yeah, that sounds perfect for the true. If you looked at that true Greek character and said, "Bring her a hundred years yes, into exactly, the future," exactly, that is it. She would be so. She looks like her. She'd be so classy. That's what everybody wants. It's like this is what have to come true. It's such good yeah. casting. Yeah. Well, then it probably won't because that, no, that's, exactly. that's you know, us comic book fans. We never really get what we want, especially with casting. Yeah, but ever. a lot of this is based on rumors from yeah. different sites that have Patreons that you've got to subscribe yeah. to to get rumors and based on no fact whatsoever. Oh, really? Mm. So maybe. But we know. what well, we do know that. The production's on because of Jeremy Renner and the, yeah. the whole script's finished, so it sounds like he's sort of moving forward. Well, that's good because I was not a fan of Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye originally, possibly because, he, like Thor, he grew as the series grew. Possibly because he's played by Jeremy Renner. Yeah, I didn't like anything Jeremy Renner was in before that. Yeah, I was not a fan of the Bourne fourth legacy. Bourne film or Legacy, or was it the third one? Or, no, it was no, the fourth one, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, not the non-Bourne Bourne. Man. Yeah, exactly, the non-canon Bourne Bourne. Um, it was, I wasn't a fan of that, and that was like really my first introduction to him. Kind of left, but I really liked Hawkeye by the end of the Avengers series, and I didn't mind Jeremy Renner in the role as Hawkeye. So I'm looking forward to the series, because I feel like if he's grown that much in the films, yeah. he'll grow in the series so, yeah. so it's good news and also now because he, he's taken a break mm. it might be a little bit better and we might be a little bit better if we take a break yeah. talking about comic books it's Dale's comic book corner oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> down in that corner with Daryl Right, so that's, that's how you get a link to work. You just don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to do another bad link afterwards. I was like, I'll let his good link go, and then I'm going to repeat it slightly and do a bad link. But honestly, I took one look at you and thought he's going to jump across his desk. <laughs> <in a second. laughs> so it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So come on. So I watched the... Uh do uh, Daniel Radcliffe? Uh, I didn't even say Daniel Craig then. <laughs> I could see Daniel, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. Yeah, the um, what's it called? Film. Knives Daniel Out. Craig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you watched Knives Out again, yeah. did you? <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I watched it again. No, Daniel Radcliffe's new film. 
Yes. Not Harry Potter related. Oh, is it not? No, it's called uh, Guns Akimbo. Oh. He gets guns strapped to his hands. Oh, oh, okay. And then he has to compete in a fight to the death with someone called Nix. Well, it's all been streamed on the internet. Why is it called Guns Akimbo then? I don't know because the the expression is legs akimbo. Yeah, exactly. It's and that means your legs are gone. Like you know, they've yeah. gone all. Oh yeah, it's something to do with value shooting. I don't. Know. Oh, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. But it, it wasn't great. Or was it not? I wanted it to. It wanted to be an exploitation movie. Right. Yeah. But for some reason, the director wanted to grind grind it now for some reason, like in this same time period. Okay. Yeah. Because he wanted to make a thing about trolls online trolling and stuff like that which really has nothing to do and keeping that aspect in the film ruins the whole film for me oh really like he's a i know he's a comic book corner but there is a point to this right okay but he's a game computer programmer yeah and he's uh on he's at home and he's trolling some people online yeah yeah and so he's like having a gun um, and they find he's uh VPN. They find his. <laughs> Sorry, what? For, for those of us a radio show, you can't hear us. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking. To, you're doing <laughs> oh, yeah, I have to do the hand motions. He was doing the. He's talking to trolls online, away, and he's typing in mid air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got a keyboard in front of me. That's the worst part about it. You've got a keyboard in front of you, and you mime <laughs> typing onto a keyboard in the mid air. Keyboard cat. Do, 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 do. Anyway, so. Anyway, so he's trolling people online and someone finds his IP address. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't have a VPN on. Right, okay. He's a computer bro- game programmer. He knows about computers and he didn't have a <laughs> blinking VPN on. What? I was watching The Hunted the other day. Yeah. And some 60-year-old geezer went, don't worry, I've got a VPN. A 60-year-old geezer who's not a computer programmer. Well, there you go. Knows how to use a VPN. And he's not even on Hunted. He was just helping the geezer from The Hunted. Well, there you go. Say no more. Say no. Honest, that is ridiculous. Exactly. They, like... I think we discussed this briefly mm-hmm. and we talked about the Matrix and the fact that Neo is a, a games developer, he's a computer yeah, yeah. programmer, but that aids his character because it yeah, allows that, him yeah. to understand what's going on. It seems like they thought, oh yeah, we'll make him like Neo, but then we'll also, we won't he, work with the story if he's like that, so we... He doesn't do anything other with computers ever or figure anything out. He's got a track on his phone, he doesn't know how to do, st- uninstall it. it oh, it's maddening. Right. It's so maddening. Well, because it's that maddening, and I've been driving you insane in this show, <laughs> I want to move you away from but that. Anyway, so, I've, so, but, so what it was, is the world building didn't equal the thing that was going on, the schism where it was called, yeah, I, an I online murder that. thing. Yeah, that felt like it was a completely different world to his world. They feel like the two <clears> shouldn't meet. Like the policemen are not hunting down the schism or the FBI not getting involved or anything. It was just Didn't so you mention that there were two cops in the entire film? Yes, exactly. And only one of them is actually tracking down the murderers? Yes. And the other person's tracking down his missing daughter or something well, No, like one that? of them working for the murderers and the oh. other one's tracking down his daughter. So, so all of these murders happen and they've got two cops? Yes, the FBI not getting involved. Stupid. It is stupid. I know it's, I know it's meant to be stupid and fun, yeah. and stu- but there's just some parts where you think you can be stupid, but there's some... If you're going to be stupid, sit in a world that is stupid. Don't yeah. sit in a normal world. It yeah. breaks it. Exactly, yeah. You, you, you're ruining suspension and disbelief. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But Crowded, which is the comic we're talking about, oh, okay, very yeah. similar sort of thing. Okay. It's in a world where you... It's the gig economy, basically. Like, you work for Uber or stuff like that. Oh, right. But everything's like that. So oh, the okay. main character has 12 different jobs. Her oh, name's, okay. Her name's Charlie, and then one day yeah. she has to take a dog for a walk, rents out yeah. a dress, drives a car... Tutors some students, talks to an old guy. Yeah. Does all these sort of things yeah, all, yeah. all during the day. But yeah. also, one of the things you can do is you can crowdfund murder. 
I'm sorry, what? Yes, you can crowdfund. So like Kickstarter, yeah. you get everyone to chip in, yeah. and then that money goes to making something. Now you can get everyone to chip in, and that money goes to the person who murders you. That <laughs> is brilliant. That is excellent. So she's finished her job, yeah. her 12 jobs would say, and if suddenly she starts getting shot at. Oh, so somebody's paid to murder her. 1.2 million to murder her. What has she done wrong, this woman? To be, uh, all these this people... woman that's got to work 12 jobs yes. suddenly has got a contract out on her for 1.2 million. Yes. Well, I'd like to know why. The app's called Reaper. Ooh. Well, that's the whole point of the story. The whole point of the story. So yeah. she uses another app called Defender to hire herself a bodyguard. Oh, this, this is getting better and better. This bodyguard's named Vita. Yeah, Vita. Yes. Okay. So Charlie, she's kind of petite. She's kind of... Uh, <laughs> She's kind of thick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, with a C, not with a K. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah. what I mean? She's like, and she's all pink. Okay, yeah, yeah. Big glasses, very yeah. expressive. The, the art is amazing. Yeah. When you see her as well. She, they're so cartoony, but so... Is that the one that you showed yes, me? Yes, the exactly, pan- yeah. I must admit, it is breathtakingly nice. It, yes. Uh, really polished. Yeah, really nice, strong lines. Mm. Really, really pretty as well. Yeah. But... But also, the, the art and the writing is so well put together, you instantly understand this character. She's one of those girls who's a little bit too girly and yeah. a little bit too annoying. <laughs> and a little bit, she doesn't stop talking, she's up and down. I could, I, do you know what? I couldn't imagine. Imagine if you had to host a radio show with somebody like that. It was, yeah, didn't stop talking, always up and down, a bit crazy. That'd be yeah. a nightmare. Over I might em- dye my hair pink tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Over-emotional. Yeah. And then you've got Vita, who's the opposite way around. She's the strong, silent type. She, every way, the way she moves in the comics is very slender, very wiry. Yeah. You can tell everything she does is very deliberate. Mm. And they come together to try to find out, one, why, she, why is everyone wanting to murder her? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because she's so goddamn annoying. <laughs> could be, yeah, could be. <laughs> but that's not a reason to kill someone. There's got to be something else. <laughs> well, you, you hope not, otherwise yeah. you've got to watch yourself when you're walking around with yeah. me, Daryl, because exactly. those stray bullets might <laughs> hit you instead. <laughs> so, but it's crazy because everyone's trying to murder her constantly. Wow, that... Everywhere. So she goes outside, like she's in the cafe when she first meets VR. Yeah. First, in the first book, the book, like the first three pages, a car just drives through the front of the cafe and everyone gets out to try to kill her. And oh, that's murders them all. That is brilliant. So well, there's murder going on everywhere, but the world is defined to be that sort of thing. It can yeah. work in that world because it's not this world. It's gone a little bit crazier. Yeah, it's, it's creating its own world. It's... Yeah, exactly. The world of... Uh, uh, Guns Akimbo, yeah. other than a schism, which is high-end, his normal world isn't high-end, and it doesn't make any goddamn sense. It doesn't. The two things don't fit. So it's like they're trying to do the purge, but without like the purge. The only reason that works is because it's not this world. It's a, it's, a, exactly, it's yeah. a new world where that's legal, where that's allowed, and they set that up. I'm not saying it's a great film series. No, no, no. But they at least set up the law of the world very well and they, and they take that enough so that you know oh okay because you go around and all these houses got special gates and things like that you're like okay that, yeah. this is that world this yeah. is how it works that's why there's no big surprise that people's houses are getting you know, like smashed yeah, exactly. in a bit yeah. of time yeah I've got a feeling then that I'm definitely going to give Guns Akimbo a miss yes I'd watch it for the last 10 or 15 minutes which is a lot of fun a lot of murder in that yeah. a lot of like getting people getting that's when it becomes like a sort of really good yeah what it's supposed to be an expectation movie. Right, only the last 15 minutes. Yeah, only yeah. the last bit. Because the rest of it, it, it sort of goes and starts and starts, and it just stops, and you're like, scale me, Rick. Just want yeah. to see people murdered. We want to see the guns of Kimbo. <laughs> <laughs> just what, get on with a murder already. That's yeah. what we're here for. We're not here to watch Blimmin' Daniel yeah. Radcliffe take five minutes to try to put some jeans on because he's got guns stuck to his hand. How close is she to saying, 
Craig then. Yeah, <laughs> I could see it in your, ma- your you mouth move for Craig. Craigcliff. <laughs> Craigcliff. Brilliant. Anyway, so yeah. I've, I've got a should be actually tell you who is written by, give yeah. people credit. Yeah. It's a great. great uh, I was about to say directed then. <laughs> yeah, I Even thought you I've were. Got the word so, so yeah, in front of me. I yeah, exactly. Directed. <laughs> <laughs> so what is just for those that are aware? He's talking about crowded the comic now. Yes, Not exactly. we, we don't care about Guns Akimbo. No. We do care about crowded. Who wrote it? Christopher Selby. Oh, okay. Is that Sebula. how it's pronounced? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking again because that looks like Sabella. To yeah, me, Sabella. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, drawn by Rose Stein. Oh, okay. Oh, I think is like when this thing is finished. She's, she's, if they're, I don't know if it's a male or female. Okay. But they're going to be in for a big hit. I think. I think they're going to get a job at Marvel DC easy because they are fantastic. Yeah, well, their eyes are amazing. All I've got to go on is the art you showed me, and I, mm-hmm. I see no reason why not. I it's uh, published by Image Comics. Okay. Yeah. If you want to pick up the trade, the first trade is out now. Mm. They haven't published a 12th issue because trades work in six issue parts. So you get okay. the first six issues and the next six issues. Yeah. So the 12th issue comes out uh, 25th of March. Okay. So probably the month after that, the second trade will be out. Okay. So you can get the two six together rather yeah. than having to buy them individually. That's yeah. good. Well, I think I'm definitely going to invest in this. I've enjoyed this comic book corner because as we discussed, <laughs> as we've discussed with people before, my a lot of my comic knowledge comes from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... You know, you read comics, so we don't have to. No, as I will say, yeah. if you like the way I explained to Charlie, the main sort of protagonist, yeah. if you think, oh, I really don't want to read a thing about an annoying, yeah. over emotionally loud woman, yeah. maybe not for you. You've got to be able to sort of take, I know some people are like, oh, no, no, no. But I think Rita adds to it as well, that otherwise it won't work because they're so chalk and cheese together. Yeah. Rita's such a good character as well. That yeah. Stay for Rita. Yeah. If you're going to read it, stay for VR. And Charlie will grow on you, I think. I think she'd be, I think she has to, from, I haven't read it, but from what you've told me, mm-hmm. it sounds like that's needed for a character. Yeah. Because exactly. that might not be the reason that people are out to get her, but it at least gives you something to start exactly. with. You're like, okay, say, maybe. If you read the first issue and you enjoy it, yeah. it carries on that same sort okay. of thing. It's very, it starts off strong. Mm. You know, some things take a couple of issues to. Oh yeah. Get, this starts off with her being hunted straight away. Oh really? Fro- straight into the action. Throws you straight into it. Yeah. Throws you straight into it. You know what's going on. You sort of can figure it all out, and it's strong from there. Strong from there. For it doesn't take a couple of issues to get going. Yeah. Straight from the off. I really wish we had enough time for you to do your full review of this because you, you you've written a really good review that I think I might actually have to put up on, on somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. We haven't got a site yet, but put it up on so because. It looks like you've you clearly have got a lot of love for this series. Oh yeah, you know, you've given it a lot really, of thought. Really good. And because you've given it a lot of thought, I think we should have ourselves a little break. And talking of sleepwalking, it's time for some vampires. Ah, yeah, because yeah. they, they walk where other people are asleep. Ex- like Blade was a daywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they are the, no, that's not, they'd be asleep. No, he was called the daywalker because they'd, he could walk during the day and yeah. they couldn't. They'd so. be called nightwalkers. They wouldn't be called sleepwalkers, would they? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I'm just going to go straight <laughs> to the synopsis because this is, I, 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 in my mind, I thought, well, this isn't a terrible link, but maybe we'll move on to it a little bit quicker than the others. <laughs> but apparently not. Or we'll so, two minutes. Come on. Exactly right. So what I'm going to do, we're obviously doing a review and from this week forward every week we will be reviewing two series one or films depending on what's out that week but probably predominantly series and there'll be contrasting series so there'll be something that's a similar one that is new 
one that is old. Using our famous review system, Binge, Fringe or Cringe, we're going to go through them and we're going to watch the first three episodes. We're not going to watch all of it because otherwise we already have binged it. And even if it's no good, we've binged everything. So it would be a pretty awful review system. <laughs> it's like, no matter what's made, the answer is binge. <laughs> yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to watch the first three episodes and we're going to tell you whether after those three episodes we're inclined to binge, we're on the fence, it's a fringe, or there's no way we're going back, it's a cringe. And with that in mind, this week we're doing Castlevania that landed Thursday on Netflix, and season three, that is, and JoJo's, Bizarre Adventure, which we actually talked about in last week's show, and I had no idea what it was, and I'm really glad I reviewed it. That's all okay, I'm going to say about okay. it. So let's get the Castlevania synopsis out of the way, because we've got a little bit of time left, but not lots, and then I can take my time to do stuff. So this is the synopsis for Castlevania, taken from IMDb. Okay, When Lisa Tepes, beloved wife of Vlad Tepes, a.k.a. Dracula, is accused of witchcraft and burned at the stake by an overzealous overzealous bishop, Dracula declares war on the people of Wallachia and unleashes an army of murderous demonic creatures from hell. Luckily, Trevor Belmont, last survivor of the Belmont clan, a disgraced family known for hunting all kinds of monsters, is still in town and agrees to take the fight to the Lord of Vampires. Now, that alone, that gets you interested, doesn't it? That, that gets you in the mood. That's the plot of Castlevania. Yeah. One, two, three, Lord of Shadows, the other one, yeah. 3D one. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, so, yeah basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I tried to find an all-encompassing synopsis, <laughs> uh, one that wasn't one or two letters. But look, it realistically, is there actually that much in that synopsis? Not really. No. There's not a lot there that says to me, this is unique, this is something I want to watch. And if you don't know the game... Like, i got to say, I never played Castlevania the game. So for me, it's not like I was looking at that going, oh, yeah, I know this story, I want to get involved. So what I did next, I had a little look at who created it. Who's behind it? And actually, it's quite interesting because the creator, well, interesting to us at least, is also Essex-based. This radio show is recorded live as part of a community radio in Essex. This guy's from Essex, and it's a guy called Warren Ellis. And if you do want to go find his house and ask him some questions... Then he lives in Southend-on-Sea. There's a lot of crazy people living in uh, in Southend-on-Sea, so, you know, you'll probably fit right in. So, talking of that, though, what is he best known for? He's best known to casual audiences as creator of Retired Extremely Dangerous, or Red, as I'm going to call it from now on, because I'm not going to say that Bruce every time. It was a Bruce Willis film. It was, but he didn't write the film. No, no, no. He wrote the graphic novel yes. uh, alongside Cully Hamner, and that obviously led to two feature films... Although he had really, other than the characters, nothing to do with the second one. He also wrote the Iron Man Extremist miniseries, which was the foundation for Iron Man 3. That's yeah, where, where he suit becomes part of him. It's like a nanobot thing that can come out and go all over him instead yeah. of just being a natural suit. I knew you were going to have a little bit extra in there. I was like, shall I, shall I look into it a little bit more? You know what? Our comic corner guy, he's got us covered. You know, that was a lot of seas. I think like the guy who uh, did the art for that, I can't remember his name on the top of my head. I think it's Addy Arena or something like that. Yeah. He ended up, he's working for Marvel. He does all the big sort of concept oh, features nice. from everything. So the guy who basically drew Extremis also designed the uh, Iron Man costume. Ah. Iron Man one, so. Oh, very, very interesting. But of course, if you know those two, you probably know he does Castlevania as well. Now, what you might not know is that he actually has a 
deep level of experience from right now in Mation. He's worked on a, a number of titles. We've got, if I looked down at my list, Justice League Unlimited. Well, he only actually did one episode, which was Dark Heart. He worked on the Tomb Raider animated series, G.I. Joe Resolute, host of Marvel titles from X-Men, Wolverine, Blade, and more from there. I'm sure Daryl could, could jump in. Was it like a, the Wolverine anime? I think he did. Yes, I think, yeah, he did. Yeah, he definitely did the Wolverine anime. Oh, yeah, he definitely did the Wolverine anime. Yeah, without a shadow of that. So, and I've just got it in there without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> My one tick <laughs> I hate saying, and I've just, but I'm, I'm moving at a bit of pace here because we have got two shows to cover. And we've actually got a lot of information for people. We haven't just gone, this is what we think. We're giving you some history. We're telling you about the people behind it. Now, talking of history, there is some history behind this series. I thought it was standalone. Again, I hadn't played the game. I knew of the game, but I didn't realise the two were connected. And this is an adaptation. Well, we had the same name. No, I knew it had the same name, but I didn't realise it wasn't, say, for example, an existing story, oh, and the right. game had adapted that story, and then they're adapting that. I didn't know that. I didn't realise that this actually is based on the Castlevania Three game, uh, the Dracula's Curse, I believe it was, and that was brought out on the NES uh, back in 1989 in Japan and 1990 in Europe, and apparently we didn't get it until 1992. A uh, little bit of information there for you. But that game itself, and this is where I got slightly confused, it was based on the events that occurred in Wallachia, which is a real place, and it was the home to none other than Vlad the Implaver, who was also known as Dracul or Dracula, and actually signed two letters in that name. So it's not like he was subsequently given that. And he is the foundation for the inspiration. Alicardi, Dracula backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very, very well spotted there, Daryl. You, you, I wondered why you were turning your iPad upside down. I was like, oh, what? what? He's staring intently at it. And I, this little light bulb went off. Alicardi. <laughs> but look, the reason I tell you all of that is originally the rights for this were picked up in 2007 or Warren Ellis wrote a version of this in 2007. And he actually did written a direct-to-video film, an 80-minute piece. But look, like everything, it got stuck in development hell. And it wasn't until Netflix... Not like everything. I was nothing would ever come out. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really true. Yeah, that's very, very... All right, like a lot of things, it got stuck in development hell. And I think one of the reasons was that Ellis didn't believe that the story could be contained inside of 18 minutes. He felt there was a lot and that he could do it as three acts all with their own separate three-arc story. Okay. So that is where Netflix then eventually would come in to play and then and they would look and go, okay, well, instead of doing a film, we'll do a series then. Right, okay. And that's why the first one is four episodes, you know, like, and it kind of ramps its way up from there because each one's supposed to be a standalone series. Well, because they didn't want to pay for six episodes and it, because the animation is expensive. Mm. So they say, well, we'll do four episodes. If it goes, then we'll give you more episodes next time. Yeah, and that's it. And it, I believe they commissioned season two the day season one landed or the day after it landed or something like that from memory, or it might be season three I'm thinking of. And one other little bit about Warren Ellis, because I do think this is important to know, because I know that a lot of people do criticise people that adapt source material for not knowing it themselves. Yes. Not putting the effort. And he, he does say, or I did say in an interview, although I couldn't find where he said it, he said that he actually didn't know anything about Castlevania or the series beforehand. And when he looked into it, he realised that, and to quote him, it was Japanese transposition of the Hammer horror films he grew up with and loved. And actually, when you watch it, you, can't, you can see that. Yeah. You can I see that. You know, I can tell. Because Alucard is Dracula. Oh 
I really should have done those links. I know that in the last half an hour of our show, you start to fall off. You, you, your brain goes, and I've wound you up too much in this show that you're, you're going to be a nightmare for this last week. Especially as I'm doing most of the talking. This is what you do. You're trying to throw me off my game. Come on, come on, come on. So... That's the most notable, obviously, because he created it. A few notable others, and I'm going to talk about the, the voice actors very quickly. Right, okay. Richard Armitage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what he's been in recently? Uh, Strangers. Exactly. He was the lead in The Stranger, which we spoke about as being a you know, yeah. sort of ITV detective I drama. I bet if you look at Netflix, uh, Castlevania may be number two. Yeah. And Strangers may be like number four, so he's got like two in the top yeah. ten of Netflix. I'd be surprised if anybody's ever had a series that's got two. In the yeah, top maybe, 10 on yeah. Netflix. It'd be surprising. But for those, you might not know him from The Stranger, what you might know him for it as being Thorin in the Hobbit series. Yes, sir. Now, the reason I mention that is there's another uh, actor from the Hobbit series, Graham McTavish, who okay. plays Dracula. Okay. Who is in Preacher, although he doesn't have many lines in Preacher. He's the, the Saint of Killers. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Saint of Killers. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. Or very good at that role. He's in Outlander, which is probably his most famous role, although I've not watched it, so I can't tell you if, if yeah. that's mm-hmm. any good. Um, and, of course, Hobbit. So they're working together again. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You have um, Alejandra Reynoso, mm-hmm. who um, plays Cypher, who's one of, uh, of the, the speakers in it. Richard uh, Armitage plays Trev- Trevor Belmont. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I should have mentioned that. Now, the only thing I could find that she'd worked on was something called Winx. Now, I had no idea. It kind of looked a little bit to me like My Little Pony, just from the very quick yeah. little... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and I wrote in my notes, so, Daryl, tell us about Winx. <laughs> now, we share these notes, and as I wrote that, he started typing and telling me about Winx. So, very quickly, just... What is it? It's an Italian version of the magical girl genre of anime. So it's like an Italian version of Sailor Moon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a YouTuber called Billiam who does a lot of 80s, 90s kid stuff. He does like uh, DVD players and walkie-talkies and spy stuff and Pokemon stuff. All these sort of different stuff. Brilliant he is. And he did a video on it. That's the only reason I've ever heard of Winx. Sure They're all it fairies. Is. Sure it is. Sure, I didn't believe that when you wrote it on the document. I don't believe it when you're saying <laughs> it to me now. Because you keep mentioning his name, I better tell you who plays him. You've got Alucard, which is Dracula's <laughs> son. If you haven't worked it out, because Daryl keeps whispering it, Alucard is Dracula, spelt backwards. Like that is some huge reveal. <laughs> And that's played with James Callis, who is known for Battlestar Galactica, Town Called Eureka, Arrow. He plays the Dodger for one episode in that. 12 Monkeys and more. A lot of these actors have been in a lot of series. He's in Battlestar. He's the best thing about Battlestar Galactica. Oh, is he? Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic in Battlestar Galactica. Okay. He's the one who brings it all forward as well. He's the one the person who sets the plot in motion. So. Oh, okay. So he's pivotal. Yeah, he plays Baltar. Ah, okay. I... Gaius Baltar. Oh. Have you never seen the new... Battlestar Galactica. No, no, I haven't. You have to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I know one of, one of our uh, listeners told me that I have to, li- to watch it, and I was like, do you know what? I think I will. I actually think I will. It is miserable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <laughs> let, me, let me pick a down day, and then I'll start watching yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have um, Emily Swallow, who, who voices Lisa Tepes. And the reason I, I mention her is obviously Supernatural fame, Dexter, and a lot more as well. And finally... The only other person I'm, I'm going to mention, because there's a lot, lot of really good voices, mm-hmm. or actors, actually, a lot of good actors yeah. that, mm-hmm. are, that are lending their voices, is Peter uh, Stormare, who isn't actually featured in the first season. Right, okay. He comes in the second season, but he plays Godbrand. And if you don't know who he is, he is, I think he's Russian. 
Yeah. Uh, I think he actually is Russian. I know he always plays a Russian, um, but he's a guy from Fargo, Armageddon, in, the, in this space station, John Wick 2. Isn't he in uh, American Gods? He, I don't know. He's not in the first season. He might be in the second he's season. In the, he's a Russian yeah, god of thunder or something in the he, second he, season with a hammer. Yeah, with a hammer. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he's yeah. Definitely, yeah, he's definitely in American God season two. Okay. No, well, I'll, I'll take you. Well, yeah, look, the thing is, is he is the most typecast actor there's ever been. Yeah, if there's a good. Russian part, he normally gets it, to yes. be fair. Um, but if he's not Russian, he plays a great Russian. If he is Russian, he plays a great Russian. Um, so as we go on to the the series itself, so that that's the people behind it, that's the history, that's the you know the, the nice little tidbits for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here's our actual review. The first thing, because it's an anime that I want to talk about, and I think really this is the visual media. Right. Yes. It's a visual medium, you know, like film, TV, mm-hmm. anime. So I want to talk about the aesthetics, the visuals. Right. Okay. Now, one of the things that I I got as as a as a fact is that the show's art style was heavily influenced by the work of Ayami Kojima, um, who did the artwork for Castlevania Symphony of the Night, oh, which right, is, yeah. I believe, the one after. Yeah, the most popular Curse. one, the one that everyone really likes, is Symphony of the yeah, Night. Exactly. So, and they also took inspiration uh, from people like Satoshi Kon, who did work on Cowboy Bebop yeah, mm-hmm. and Berserk, and they kind of used him for the ideas for the characters' expressions and how to insert humour in a serious setting. Berserk's really good, by the way. I, I, I honestly, right? I re- I, when I was doing this, I looked at, it, I was like, oh, that's my next thing I'm going to watch. Even if is we're not still, reviewing, if it, it's I'm still doing on it. Netflix. They had a couple of films on Netflix. I'm not sure I'd have to... Netflix seem to have more anime... The films of animes than they do the series. Yeah. It's a bit strange. And the other thing, and again, I'm going to mention this, because it does it does come to prominence, and the fact is the show is produced using 2D hand-drawn animation. Yes. And that's a big thing to point out there. And actually, I didn't even realise I'd written this at the time, because we talked about it in the car, but it's taking cues from Ninja Scroll, which is one of my all-time favourite yeah, mm-hmm. um, animes, Vampire Hunter, and they actually have people that worked on, I think must be the film for Vampire Hunter, Bloodlust. Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, Vampire Hunter D, Bloodlust. So again, not only are they taking... He has take... a map in his hand. Yeah, okay, fair, fair enough. Okay. And also... Yeah, go on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what is a la carte? I don't know. It, I feel like it's something backwards. I don't know. Maybe you know. I don't know. So look, what is my take on it? Well, the reason I mentioned all those things is it really reminded me of the animes of my youth. Now, I was a big fist of the North Star fan mm-hmm. i was a big fan of three by three eyes and they are hand-drawn 2d art style yeah mm-hmm. and that's what i saw here however the difference being is they were always rough around the edges yeah you know i mean you could tell that they they were that they were hand-drawn it, i said it had that certain charm to it because of it but it also yeah. had, a, a, had a roughness that you wanted to see cleaned up a little bit yeah. mm-hmm. and that's what they've done with castlevania they've gone we're going to keep that nice kind of personable you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. to that, that 2D style, but we're going to clean up those edges. Yeah. Everything else is going to look nice. It's going yeah. to look mm-hmm. crisp. And that's what that... And, and I really, really like that. And and I think that for something that, that is heavily centred around battle scenes, yeah, mm-hmm. I thought they did a good job uh, of using that hand-drawn style and still smoothly moving the animation over because I know that there's something that you don't like uh, and I don't want to sort of step on your toes too much here but it's how they a lot of animes will stick on one frame yeah exactly yeah. Dragon Ball Z like powering up you just see like Goku's face for like three minutes of him he's going oh, yeah. I am powering up ah! exactly and Dragon Ball Kai is a thing for a reason you know, yeah, like, exactly. and, and you don't get that 
in Castlevania. It is constantly moving. No, Netflix has spent a lot of money on it. All the animation is virtually 30 frames a second. Yeah. Not like 24s or two thirds when they used to do. They used to sometimes went down to 12 frames a second on animated cartoons. That's bad. Especially That's if they're bad. running out of budget. Yeah. Like, there, there seems to be no expense spared on this. No, no. That's what you've got to like. You've got to see, the, you know, this is top notch animation. Oh, it really is. Now, I do actually have a very little bit of advice to people. Don't do what I did, which is I started watching it on my phone with my brightness down. Oh, right, okay. The whole thing set at night is about vampires, you know, and the whole thing is centred around one big battle. Although there are a few time hops mm -hmm. to bring us up to current present day, it tends to take place in, I think, imagine all three seasons, yeah. across, what, like a week span or something like that. It's not an awful lot of time. Uh, it's an awful lot of time when you get to the first season. For the third season, okay, okay, fair enough. But certainly in the first season, it's like yeah, a mm -hmm. 24, 48-hour period once yeah, we mm -hmm. catch up in time. Now, again, the reason I mention that is because it's very dark. The battles are at night. It's a bunch of vampires. Now, if you have your brightness down, you won't realise the detail they have put into that. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know? And But what does work is the darkness. You get a lot... You, your blacks are really black. You know, yeah. like, which allows your red in a, in a show filled with blood to be really vibrant yeah. and really stand out. So I, I love that. What, what was your feelings on it? Right, my feelings was it felt like one of those old manga video things, like you're saying, Fist of the North Star, Vampire Hunter D. Mm. That's all about with really good animation. Yeah. Also, because it's written by someone who's English, it's written for an English audience. Mm. The dialogue's great. Still it sweary. Exactly. A lot of swearing, a lot of insulting, like the Alucard and uh, Belmont's relationship later on when they meet and they get very sweary against each other, always having a go at each other because oh, he's a vampire. They are brilliant together. Exactly. They, they really... And I think you're right to, to, to move on to the writing there because that's one of the things that we often lose a lot when we have the Japanese translated into English is it doesn't flow as well, the the, no, the conversation. Back, back in the day, those old streamlined dubs were all... The they they, they are terrible. And actually, we, when we look at JoJo's Bizarre Adventure... One of the things I did was I had the subs on with the dub. They did not match. Did not match yeah. at all. Mm -hmm. So moving quickly on, because I, I am mindful of time, um, that's something that we definitely had an advantage of in Castlevania. It was written in English first. The dialogue, the writing is fantastic. Yeah, Warren Ellis is really good at writing dialogue. He's fantastic at it. Yeah. I didn't know he was, but you're right. He is brilliant. No, no, he's really good. Yeah, you could just listen to that show and enjoy it. Oh, yeah. That's how good it is. The pace... Now, again, we talked about the, the slow... There's none of that. You get in the first four episodes, at least this is what I'm talking about, yeah. within that, that first four, it drops you in, it says, right, let me give us literally five minutes of backstory, that's all yeah. we're going to give mm -hmm. you, and you're getting into it. And that's it. We're not going to slow down now. We're just going to yeah. keep moving forward. There's no... You can just keep up, come along for the ride. And I really liked that. I thought... I don't know if they're going to maintain that pace, but if they do... Spoiler, they don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well, look. If you those first four episodes oh, are yeah. gone, blink of an eye. Before yeah. you know it, it's it's done with. Um, but I, but I like your, your quick little spoiler take. Quick characters and performances. Look, it is a voice acting thing. I often find that the Japanese original voice actors, when we get it a, a lot better than the English dub, yeah. I feel mm -hmm. like they can add more emotion. Yeah, they're more willing to add emotion. But again, maybe because this is again not translated. The characters and the performances are brilliant. Trevor Belmont, Richard Armitage, Revelation. I mean, if you people liked Henry Cavill as the Witcher, yeah. mm -hmm. I'll tell you, if this was live action, there'd be no talk of the Witcher. Yeah. Everyone like, the best monster hunter in the world is Trevor Belmont. He is amazing. Yeah. He's got the charisma, 
to match the ability. You yeah. I mean? Like, he doesn't need a Yaskia making songs for him. He could do it all on his own. But there's great performances across the board. Dracula is brilliantly played. You know, this tortured soul. It's supposed to be the villain in the piece. But actually, the church is the villain of the yeah. piece. Mm-hmm. If anybody's the villain. And there is a line where they say the hell spawns tell the bishop they thank him because if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't be here. You know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. so, so again, he, his characters is tremendous. The, the complexity and the, behind the emotion and he's probably the most human character in yeah. the whole series yeah and it's a series about humans versus non-humans vampires demons so and so forth i loved dracula's potato I, I thought he was brilliant um funny enough that was the two hobbit guys so it kind of makes sense but look there are brilliant performances cross board my only exception is godbrand yeah mm-hmm. only because the actor with his fixed russian accent it does stand out and it kind of if takes you out of that moment you you see the actor you don't see the character yeah maybe you know what yeah. I mean? so, so that's it but look overall obviously i've only reviewed i did the first four because it's four yeah. episodes mm-hmm. overall it's 30 minutes per episode which is about the same average one time a little yeah. bit longer than your average anime but like most of them you're gonna have to sit down and strap yourself in because they're, they're not gonna slow down for you they're gonna go 100 miles an hour Ellis wastes no time in setting up the law and throwing you straight into present day action and going yeah. well here we are Let's see where we go. Let's yeah. go on this journey mm-hmm. together. Let's not hold about. This is all happening. It feels like it's almost like real time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. It's brilliant. The visuals alone should be enough to bring yeah. you in. Mm-hmm. It is stunning. And I, I think as an anime fan, sometimes I do get a little bit older, that, that, that clean lightness. But look, it's brilliant. The characters, as I said, are brilliant from Alucard, Dracula spelled backwards, to <laughs> Belmont, to Science Fourth. And the story, even though it's one as old as time, I feel like they've done a good job of reinventing it. They haven't got these Twilight teenage angst characters. Oh, this is a vampire story for adults. This is not a kid's story. So with that, I'm going to give it a binge. Well, I did binge it, the first four episodes Mm -hmm. anyway. There's not enough robots in it, so it's a fringe for me. (laughs) (laughs) I just just can't, I've just, it's a good show. Everything's about them, I'm just not interested. Okay. I'm just like, where's the robots? Where's the Gundams? Not enough. Where's the fan service? Okay. Well, there's, there's enough violence. Where's the sex? Where's the boobies? I want to see some boobies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can take you somewhere if you want to do that, but <laughs> they'll be mine and you won't want to see them, but I can, I can show you. But look, talking of the things that we did see. So look, you're a fringe on that. I'm a binge. We've only got 10 minutes left. I do want to talk about Jojo's Bizarre Adventure because if you watch Castlevania, you love it. For me, this is what you can fall into next. This is a great little series. I want to get through this. Right, let's yeah, go. yeah, you go for it. You right, go so it. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Chronicles the Struggles of the Cursed Jojo Star. Well, the Joe Star, not the Jojo Star. <laughs> the Joe Star Bloodline. Right. Yes, it does, yes. So we've talked about the first season. Yes. The first three episodes of the first season. Yeah. Every season is a different Joe Star. Okay, so it goes... Well, why am I saying that? So okay? It goes through their family <laughs> through tree. The yeah. So every yeah. time it skips forward a generation or maybe goes into a tour- an alternative universe in some episodes. Yeah, okay. Uh, but it's always a different Joe star. Yes. So it always moves along. Yep. Now, the first season yep. is about Joe, Jonathan Joe star. Yep. And his brother... Well, not really his brother. His stepbrother, his adopted brother. His adopted brother, Dio. Dio, yes. Yep. And their, civil vi- their sibling rivalry at the beginning... Yep. D- D- Dio does hate Joestar. Yeah, well, he, he hates that Joestar's got everything he wants. Yes, exactly. He's got privilege and he never had it. Exactly. And he feels that he doesn't utilise it well enough. Exactly. Exactly. So he's going to outmanoeuvre him and take his spot. Yes. That's what you think the series is going to be about. Yes. But someone finds a mask. 
They do. Well, it's, uh, the mask is in the house. It's also in uh, Castlevania on the table at one point. Anyway. Oh, well, that's <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Good little, good little knock. So, yeah. So, so it becomes a fight between Dave, Dio gets immense power and becomes a vampire. Yes. Or a sort of vampire. Yeah. And then now it's trying to, Joseph Joestar has now got to try to beat him. Mm, exactly. And it's the, the battle between the sibling rivalry. Exactly, yeah. Now, the reason we're, we're kind of not going to be able to go into too much detail here because we haven't got much time. So we are breezing through this. But the reason we are is because if you watch Castlevania and you like it, this is the scene, as we just mentioned, you've got vampires. You've got quite good writing, actually. You know, like And there's good lore to this as well. Like Castlevania, it came from the game. It came from that story. There's a history to this. It originally was serialised as a weekly in the Shonen Jump or the weekly Shonen Jump. Yeah. Shall I say? As most Shonen fighting. Exactly. And it was, look, it was created by a guy called Hirohiko Araki. Um, so glad you did that. <laughs> yeah. So I've been practicing these names. And really, beforehand, he'd only really done one shots. And for those of you, there's like their single standalone stories, usually released weekly or, or monthly yeah. mm -hmm. in, in Japan. And this really was his first big series. And it is his magnum opus. But he started it in 1993. That's when it first came yeah. out. Mm -hmm. Since then, We've had, uh, I, I did put this down somewhere. 1987. 1987, I do apologise. And you know why? You're right. Started in 1987 as part of a weekly shonen and ran in that until 2004 before then going into the monthly seinen uh, manga magazine, Ultra Jump, in 2005. But the reason we mention all that is because in that time, they had a video animation series they had, that came out in 1993 to 94 and then... Uh, the f which was the second half. Do we need all this information? No, no, we don't really. I'm giving a little bit too much. You're right. But basically, there has been a multitude of different attempts at doing this. Yes. This seems to be, if you look at all the ratings, the best version of it. So yes. I feel like they've learned what worked, what didn't work. They've yeah. cut a lot of the, the fat and gone, you know what, this is what people are interested in. This is how to tell it. And from what I can tell, they're kind of ramped it up a little bit, add yeah. a little bit more gore. Well, this it. is from uh, 2012. Yes. Even though the the original manga came out in 1987. Yes, that's right. Yeah. They haven't, it still feels a bit 1987, <laughs> even though it's all modern animation. He yeah. looks like the guy from... Uh, Fist and North Star. Star. Yeah, yeah it really Joe does, yeah. Star does. Yeah. And, and you have a bit where everyone keeps explaining their powers, because in this there's a power called... You've got to have a power and he's showing them fighting games. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to, yeah, yeah. That's what you have to have. Yeah. And in this one, it's called the Harmons, which yeah. is all about chi and power, and, and every time someone has a fight, they have to spend five minutes trying to explain to you what's going on. Yeah, yeah, because with Jojo, what you find out is about when he feels like he's up against it, he suddenly finds a new wave of power, of strength, of endurance, exactly, yeah. stamina. But he has to have his back against it because he's actually a really timid guy, even though he's huge. Have you got Absolutely the hiccups? huge. No, 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 it's the Lucasade going through me. It's, it's repeating on me. But thanks for letting everybody know that. But anyway, look, as we, as we quickly go through, because we haven't got enough time to go through every bit, the aesthetics, you're right, absolutely. It looks like it's in the 1980s, but like Castlevania, got a nice Christmas to Oh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. well animated. And because I mean, it's set in the 18th century. well animated, but yeah. No, it's not as well animated. Nowhere near as well animated as Castlevania. But it's also set in 18th century. It looks that way to me anyway. So they've got that kind of nice gentleman, lady dress sense, you know, or an yeah. upstanding gentleman, as they say. Well, in it. The JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is known for this dress. 
How is it? The further you go, the more outrageous. Oh, I really like that. I didn't know that. It's crazier and serious. Oh, I loved it because you have that character Speedwagon who's got that brilliant hat. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's named after rock bands as well. Ah. Speedwagon, obviously, is a band. Dio's obviously a band. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's all named after rock bands. Ah. So that's why it's got that really 80s rock and roll feel to it as well. Ah, interesting. That's why it's so big and dumb, especially this first season. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is just. But it's. uh, Right. As we quickly, what was my take on it? Well, look, the first two episodes were somewhat maddening to me because I felt like they were just a cliche after cliche after cliche and they did not know that they were doing it. And I was ready to tap out after two episodes. I was like, no, no, this is terrible. I can't believe you've made me watch this. But because we agreed we'd do a minimum three episodes or something, I was like, let me stay in. I'm so glad I did. They are fully aware of exactly what they are. They know exactly what they're doing and they're like, they're playing for it. And you get into the third episode, and it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, you know, all that setup, all that do, all that law. That, yeah, yeah, we're just going to throw that away now. Now we're just going to start killing everybody. We're going to start exactly. going crazy. You're going to have. Bar- God, it's just. It goes insane. But kind of again, like Fist of the North Star, when, yeah, exactly. it, when they actually start fighting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That big, insane, hyper violent, hyper fighting sort of action. Yeah, exactly. Which obviously is our pacing review of that. You know, it takes you a few episodes to get in, but stick with it. The characters are brilliant. There's, I haven't got enough time to run through all of them, but there are a lot of good characters. So really, with the time that we've got left, I'm just going to get to really my final review on it. And that is, actually, I think I'm going to watch the Jojo over Castlevania. Right, okay. This story's so... Wacky, so out there, so bizarre. Yeah, exactly. You know, and the good kind of bizarre, like Hawkins. You know, yeah. like that. I actually want to carry on with this. I want to see how how far down they're going to take me. So for me, it is one hundred percent a binge, which is amazing because it was one episode off of being a cringe. Right. Okay. Exactly. What about you? What, what uh, you? Not enough robots. Where's the ghetto? No movies <laughs> <in> there. <laughs> Oh, I I'm looking at you and I can see it in your face. You get a little twinkle in your eye. A little, little. It looks like you're glazing over, like you're about to cry. But it is because it disappears the moment you say it. Yeah, exactly. like, and I'm like, oh, he's got that twinkle in his eye. But, um, I've I've started watching the first season as well, so I probably oh, right. I'm, I'm being a little bit facetious here, just to, for comedy's sake. <laughs> but I have started. I've got like five different animes I've started that I've yeah. finished. I've got. Uh, the new Gundam that's on there, Iron Blooded Orphans. Oh. I've finished that one. I've got um, the Brotherhood, um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I never finished that. Oh, tremendous! Much better than the original. Because... I've got the first three episodes in. I was like, I've already watched this because it was the original. Yeah. Um, I've got this. I've got My Hero Academia. I'm only on the second season of that. Oh, I love My Hero. Yeah. So, so I've got plenty of things, animes that yeah. I sort of started and I haven't got around to finishing. No, because I just like them all. It's just, I don't, I don't know what happens. Something happens and you die and something else comes along and you never get around to it. Yeah, me and so my... I don't know if I've got enough space yeah. for another anime. I know what you mean. Me and my partner, we, we love our anime. Especially which if I get through the third season yeah. and there's no fourth, fifth, sixth season which they've already made. Oh, right, I'm okay. I'm going to have to go to a pirate site to find it all. Subscribe Which we don't condone. We do not condone no, such no, a or, thing. But or I have to go to Crunchyroll and subscribe to Crunchyroll. Yeah, exactly. If I do that, then... Then you have to get through in the first month, otherwise you've got to pay. Yeah, you know, well, yeah I have to pay to watch all the... Oh, all really? Splendid anime that's on there. Well, there you go. Well, look, we, I know I know the feeling, because I said, me and my partner, we watch a lot of anime, which does help me. It means I can watch more anime than, than most. But we watch things like Fairy Tale, we watch One Piece, Hunter x Hunter. 
All those kind of things. All the big Shonen Jump shows. Exactly, yeah. We watch all the big ones, which doesn't really leave us much time for anything. And even with those, we have to come off them after yeah, a while. Exactly. It's like, you know what? We need a break. We need to go to something Especially else. Especially filler episodes. Yeah, and the problem with anime, there's so much out there. And, yeah, oh, and yeah, exactly, just, filler episodes. Mm. That's one thing you can say good for uh, My Hero Academia, no filler. No, no filler. Every episode something's going yeah, on. not like One Piece. No. Oh, oh, so much filler in those two. But look, so you're giving it a fringe. I think actually, though, that that was. You know, if you like that, there. if you like a shonen shonen uh, shonen fighting show, yeah, then binge. It's just at the moment for me personally, yeah. I've got to give it no, yeah, cringe. No, fringe. no fringe. <laughs> it's definitely not a cringe. It's definitely a fringe. And look, if you like that, you know what else you can like? Okay. You can like our social media pages. Oh, nice. I thought I'd end this on a decent link for you, yeah, just to prove good. to people that I can do that's it. Good. That was <laughs> yeah. good. So, then what are our socials? Because I think we've done a bit of a ramping up this week on a moment. Exactly. We? So we're uh, a a show. A show, capital A, capital S, show 2020 on Twitter. On Twitter, We are another show 2020 on Instagram, which is run by our silent guest host, Ryan. And you can get some uh, real in-depth comic book and, and sort of pop culture chat there if, if that's your game. We also have Facebook, another show with, Dar- with, with Darry and Garrel. <laughs> another show with Gary and Daryl. And of course, if you want to listen to us live, if you want to see us do a bit of a write-up, you go to phoenixfm.com. You can listen to us live Sunday nights, 9 to 11 p.m., Another show with Gary and Daryl. You can li- see the write-up. We might even put Daryl's beautiful review of, of Guns Akimbo that turned into Crowded <laughs> on there. I don't know. But what you need to do is listen to us, enjoy yourself, and know that it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from him. <laughs>